Blog Talk Radio. It's time to rise and shine with the Hair Radio Morning Show with Gary Hines. Welcome to today's live broadcast of the Hair Radio Morning Show. We've got a mixture of great hair talk, current events, music, and much, much more. Today's broadcast is courtesy of Carapy Shampoo, Carapy Conditioner, and Hair Nation Expo events. If you would like to speak with us while we're live on the air, and you've dialed our live call-in 516 number, press 1. If you happen to be listening online, at blogtalkradio.com slash hairradio, then please enjoy the slide presentation while you're tuned in. If you happen to miss any part of today's broadcast, remember that the replay starts at noon Eastern Time over at stormradio247.com. I'm Carrie Hines. My co-host, LaSonia Nicole, and I will be right back. Stay tuned. Celebration. 
um, you know, the money talk and all of that wonderful good stuff and getting your business back on track and, you know, in response to all this other, you know, all these updates and things. So it's going to be a real action-packed hour. So I'm real happy about that, and, and he's a great person to have on. So it should be really a fun day. I think the day's going to go by I really am quickly. positive that it will be. I mean, anytime we're having fun, I mean, well, one, we're always having fun on here. We're always bringing True. something. So it always goes by fast. Sometimes, you know, when we start this 6 o'clock hour, we're like, okay, let's get going. we got to get it together. But by the time exactly. that 7 o'clock hour rolls in, when you blink your eyes, it's like, Time to come to our outro. It's time to go. It's like, wow, the morning's over already? You know, when we start this morning, there's no sun up. There's no, you know, it's still dark outside. And by the time we're done, it's just as bright and bushy-tailed as can be. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's right. Um, I get up, I mean, it's no secret, uh, my alarm goes off at 430 in the morning here in New York. And it is dark outside every day. And uh, you have to get up and just shake it off. I have to take care of my little doggies and write the shows and get it together. Uh, Today I'm really happy because you know what we're doing? We are starting something new, which is kind of to fill folks in. I do a playlist almost every day on the show. So I just wanted to mention that uh, because you'll be able to. We're going to fix it up so you'll be able to see it on Spotify. Maybe we'll do it on a weekly basis. But today's playlist, um, which is great because Spotify also is where our podcasts are available. So while you're there, we'll make it so that the playlist includes the podcast and your favorite songs. And today on the show, of course, we opened up with Cool and a Gang and Celebration out of Jersey. These are some Jersey folks. Um, and I'm real happy about that since Wayne Smith is from Jersey. Uh, it's not right. Uh, but it's okay with me, Houston, SOS, take your time. We're going to do some throwbacks as well. We're going to go way back with Diana Ross and Reach Out and Touch, No Sleep, Janet Jackson, Funkin' for Jamaica, and uh, as you heard, Celebration. So those are some of the songs that we're including on our Spotify playlist today. So we're happy about that in addition to uh, our podcast. So we're going to put some things out there on a weekly basis. So we're happy about that. We're trying to just kind of spread out a little bit. Just kind of spread Carrie, on where can out. We find our Spotify playlist. Well, it will be on a weekly basis. We're going to put it out there across our social media and, of course, on Spotify. <laughs> so when you go to Spotify.com, you'll be able to search the playlist. Plus, we're going to set it up where we share it on our platforms uh, so everybody can enjoy it. And it's really great because, as I said, you'll be able to not only play the songs that we are going to feature, like, on a weekly basis, but you'll also be able to listen to some of our featured podcasts all right there. So it's going to be really nice. So that'll be coming up soon. We've got to prepare all those things. So that takes a little bit of work. But we're going to pull it together for you guys. Um, We've got a lot to talk about today. I mean, on top of... National Hairstylist Appreciation. I always got to get that really correct here, um, which is April 30th of each year. Um, I'm really honored because, you know, hairstylists, I don't know if you get uh, quite the recognition that you deserve out there uh, on a day to day basis. Do you feel that uh, they do? Um, I think that I do. I do. Like yesterday, out of nowhere, 
I ended up receiving a card from one uh-huh. of my clients, you know, that had a, a nice love note in it, and it had um, money in it. And I, I oh, do. I really do think that. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, I really, I really do. Well, you know, yes, even you through this entire, <laughs> yeah, even through this entire pandemic, I have, you know, received gift cards from clients. I've received phone calls, text messages, and just even on a regular basis. You know, yes. I think even through their gratuities, they show their appreciation. I think through their conversations. So I, I do. I don't think that, you know, we're um, taken advantage of. I really feel as though our customers really appreciate us. I mean, we're the one that's making them feel extra gooey and extra gorgeous on the inside and preparing them for that big date or that work interview. So I can't say that I ever really feel taken advantage of or underappreciated in this industry by the customers. Wonderful. Now, I'll tell you something. I I totally agree. But I I think it's really nice when you read the article. It kind of says that's available on my Facebook page. I'm Carrie Hines. But what I really love about it is that it just says, you know, what can you do for your stylist? And uh, it was given some ideas that kind of included exactly what you just said, which is really fantastic. And I thought that was really interesting that, uh, you know, that it can kind of cover all of that and talk about all that. So, you know, it's really awesome. And just even to have a day to just say, hey, let's recognize what these folks do. And I'm loving loving it, just completely loving the idea, the uh, National Air Stylist Appreciation Day. And I think uh, we're going to have to, well, we're going to be talking about that too because uh, that's April 30th. And what it does, it, it leads us into our celebration in the month of May. And that is Black Hair Month. Yeah. We get a whole month, Miss LaSonia Nicole, to celebrate celebrate black hair. Try to say that fast three times, but yeah. So I'm really excited about it, and we're gonna, you know, tomorrow tomorrow show we're gonna kick off. We'll talk about it a little later today, but we're gonna uh, usher it in with a celebration right here on our show, uh, the Hair Radio Morning Show mid broadcast. So it'll be real cool. Real excited about it. And so, Miss um, Lasagna, it's great to have you back. It's great well, to have you back. We you. missed you a little bit yesterday. I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay. Yes, so, she is back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, and I have to shout out Miss CJ. She did an awesome job filling in. I called, like, at the last moment, hey, can you can you help us out here? And she was just um, on point and, and very helpful and very informative as well. So it was a... So it ended up being a good show, and then we heard from you towards the end, so that was just the um, cherry on top. So it was really a great broadcast yesterday. And a lot of folks were tuned in. I heard about it. So and folks, they call me after the show, and they give me all kinds of feedback. I hear from almost every day. I hear something back on the shows. Um, And, you know, for you guys, I don't know if we say it enough out here, LaSonia, but to remind everybody that if you miss any part of this broadcast, you can hear the entire show at guess where? 
stormradio247.com. <laughs> so we want to make sure that that's communicated out. Um, and we've got a lot to get into this morning. We're going to get into the weather. Uh, we have the, I call the weather chat coming up. Uh, let your spirit soar is coming up. And so much in today's show. Then we've got live uh, folks and uh, we've got natural hair coming up in mid-show. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a little bit. But um, I wanted to go ahead and get started with a special treat. And this is at customer, actually, I want to say at the customer's request, uh, which was a wonderful, wonderful, it's a celebrity interview that we did a while ago with the one and only Mr. Matt Knowles. You guys know him. He's Beyonce's dad. We'll be back uh, on the other side of this, so we want you to stay tuned. You're listening to the All New Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Gary Hines with Miss LaSonia Nicole. Stay with us. You're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, we have a very, very special guest with us today. He's from the world of music and writing. Mr. Matthew Knowles, I want to welcome you to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Hey, good morning, Carrie. You know, uh, I've, I've been very fortunate and blessed to have done a whole lot of entrepreneurial types of uh, ventures. And one is, is for 18 years, I co-owned um, and co-managed uh, the number one uh, hair salon in Houston for a number of years called Headliners Hair Salon. Is that really? Well, we I actually <laughs> published a hairstyling book, Gary, called Hair International back in the, the late 80s and early 90s. Oh, we have got to talk about that. <laughs> we've got to we got to figure out how you and and I should have said music and the literary world on top of everything else. But how did how in the world did you get from the hair industry into the music industry, or are they kind of like one and the same as a lot of folks believe? Well, well, for me, you know, I uh, I was in corporate America, and Tina, my, my former former wife. Uh, I asked her one day what was her passion, when, uh, and she said her passion was doing hair and making people beautiful. Uh, and I said, why don't you go to school, and um, when you finish school, we'll open a hair salon. And uh, that's what we did. And that hair salon, we used one of the principles uh, that I had learned because I was selling diagnostic imaging to the medical and, and I kind of use when you go to a doctor's office, they ask you, you know, fill out all these forms, you know, why are you here, tell us your history. And then the nurse comes and takes you to the room, and, and then she weighs you and, and, and takes your, your temperature and, and asks you why you're there and do your blood pressure. And then a doctor comes, and he looks at that do- uh, on the door. Before he walks in, he looks at your patient history and why you're there. Uh, what your vitals are, and he's made a decision right there. What you need, he comes see you, and then when he finishes, he, which is the quickest part of it, is when you see the doctor, he leaves, and then he writes a prescription. And I uh-huh. use that same concept in our hair salon exactly, having many assistants. The stylist never left the chair, and I, uh, I, I thought it was malpractice if a licensed 
cosmetologists did not continue and complete the service. Uh, mm. and, and and that service is is home products for the the customer, and so uh, maintenance, home maintenance. Like yeah, the so that, that was our philosophy at Headliner. Wow. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that, and you really you helped to add a whole different layer to this today, and we're so excited about it. Thank you very very much. Now I have to say, um, along the line, so the music. How did you get into producing music? Uh, I understand that you had, you know, I, I call it that whole passion for excellence and working for others and so forth, and having that entrepreneurial mindset. But is that what kind of led you into music? How did you get into the production of music and that whole aspect? Well, the production of it, you know, that's uh, as an executive producer, you oversee everything from um, the studio, the travel, uh, all of the the paperwork that's involved. Uh, and also, occasionally, I had the opportunity to co-write uh, Survivor and uh, a couple of other songs with uh, Destiny's Child. And, and you get into, just over time, you, and I've been in this field over 24 years now, and you, you pick up every aspect of it every aspect of it. And if you're passionate and you love it, then you, you want to learn every aspect of it. And that's what passion does. And, you know, that's my new book, DNA of Achievers, you know, the 10 traits. The first one is passion. You know, mm-hmm. Are people doing, who's listening right now, are they doing what they're passionate about? Are they doing it for money? It's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, let's talk about the DNA of achievers um, and the 10 traits. Um, We're not going to give all the traits because uh, I'm going to do like Barbara Walters. We learn from the best. Don't give any, uh, don't give the top trait just yet. We're going to save that for the book. We want you to pick up this book. Uh, It's the DNA of achievers. Now, the 10 traits of highly successful professionals. You mentioned passion. What are some of the, um, you know, how do folks recognize their passion? We do tell them that. We tell everyone, you know, you know, pursue your passion. But how do you know what your passion is? Do you have any tips for it's, that? It's a very simple step. Uh, what is that one thing? And, and the key word here, Carrie, is one thing. Because the mistake uh-huh. most people make is they all over the place. They love this. They love hair. They love fashion. Uh-huh. They love makeup. They love da da da. You know. That one thing that you become really, really good and maybe even become great if you focused. So what is that one thing that energizes you, excites you, that you go to bed at night thinking about, wake up in the morning, can't wait to do it? And sometimes it's something that nobody even knows because you're embarrassed or ashamed to say, this is really my passion. And I tell everybody, I don't care what that one thing is. If you strive towards getting that one thing right, it will change your life because if you are passionate about something, then it coexists with work ethics. Because when you are passionate, you don't work. You have fun all day doing what you love. And that's why I really focus in on passion. What is that one thing that you just excites you, you can just go running out the door right now because it makes you, gives you that much joy and fulfillment inside. 
We love that. Now, I do have to ask you, what's that one passion thing for you, Matthew Knowles? Educate and motivate in the areas of entrepreneurship and music business. I've done it all my life, educate and motivate. Wow. Well, I have to just let everybody know. Uh, You know, you launched one of the most successful, I think it is the top successful female group of all time, Uh, you know, Destiny's Child, and uh, award-winning, and you've just done so much. And we're just trying to find out what is it that has created this uh, inside of you. I think that this book, The DNA of Achievers, will tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I really do. I, I know that passion is one of the, you know, the first traits that you mentioned. But uh, what are some of the other traits that we should really look out for in the DNA of Achievers? Well, I, I, I talked briefly about work ethics because they coexist. Uh, you can't have one without the other. You can't have work ethics unless you're passionate about something. And because if you're not passionate, you don't want to, you know, if you hate doing it. You know, how many people right. wake up and hate going to work every day? Well, God that's kind of like majority of the folks. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's very well, God few. Bless who, uh, because yeah, that's true. God bless them because I've never, I've, I've been very fortunate. Seldom. I have, you know, my early days, uh, Goodyear, when I, I used to work at Goodyear in the summer when I was a young teenager, um, I was determined to do the job, but I didn't like it. Didn't love it. Mm. Uh, I was determined, but you know, I, 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 uh, I, it's a certain joy you get of waking up and going to do what you love. Yesterday, I, I started at seven o'clock, Carrie, and I in the morning. I finished uh-huh. at eleven o'clock last night, and uh, wow. I work normally seven days a week. I go right. to the office on the weekends or do a ton of emails. I love it. I yes. absolutely love it. Yes. I love what I'm doing right now, talking to you. I love oh, it. Oh, thank you, Matthew. That is really, I have to tell you something. We are very honored to have you on the show. And something like this is so critical and important. But I have to go back a little bit. I actually love what you wrote because I kind of live by this myself. Uh, you know, back when you were working in, I, I call it like for corporate kind of, you were doing like uh, the sales and, you know, that to me sounds like project management. And when you have so much that you're in charge of and all of that, and you were so successful, even in sales. Uh, and I say, I it just reminds me of myself. I think um, when you are doing something, like you said, that you are passionate about, even if you're working for others and you're really happy about what you're doing, you know, it, it's automatically like a success, so to speak. And I just think that um, you don't necessarily always have to be an entrepreneur if that's not what you're, you know, in your spirit to do or whatever the case may be. But if you do whatever it is that you're supposed to do and you're passionate about and you love it, you know, you can make it into a success and you can feel that success. And I think this was, you know, so I read that um, line and I thought it was outstanding, you know, when you're working for the other company and, you know, you felt like an entrepreneur is what I'm driving at. No, no, no. Carrie, I, I, I teach one of the courses I teach uh, at Texas Southern University is entrepreneurship in the school of business. Mm. And the first thing that I teach, Carrie, is the biggest mistake and error that I think we make is we think we get confused entrepreneurship and owning a business. They are two different things. Entrepreneurship 
worship is a belief. It's a belief. It's it's a certain makeup. It's like a DNA. People that take risk. It's people that are highly energized. It's people that come up with ideas. That's entrepreneurship. There's a, a lot of people that own businesses that are and they're not business owners. They're not wow. entrepreneurs. That's a lot of people that work for other people and are employees, but they are entrepreneurs in how they think, how they in a day operate. So please don't get that confused. Okay, that is a very good point, and uh, and something that I absolutely need to bear in mind as well. Now I have to say, and we're gonna we're gonna definitely get on with some of these wonderful traits. We're gonna talk a little bit more about the DNA of Achievers. But, folks, if you've just joined me, you are listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show, and today we have a very special guest coming to us. It's uh, Mr. Matthew Knowles. Now, he has written a new book uh, called The DNA of Achievers, and it's 10 Traits of Highly Successful Professionals. So this is something that um, we're going to definitely talk a little bit more about. But also, Matthew, I want to get into uh, some of your current projects some of the things that you're working on these days and, and some of the plans that you have? Well, Carrie, I, I, again, my, my passion has always been, even as a sales rep, uh, when we truly think about what a salesperson do, they educate somebody on the product that they're selling and right. they motivate them to buy it. And right. so what I've been doing most of my life is my passion, educating and motivating, and I'm doing that right now. Uh, I'm doing a number of seminars around the country. Uh, November the 14th, I'm in Macon, Georgia. November the 15th, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, a seminar that's called The Entertainment Industry, How Do I Get In? And these seminars are all-day seminar, and therefore recording artists, singers, managers, producers, songwriters, uh, videographers, choreographers, hairstylists. How about wow. that? Why would a hairstylist want to go to one of these conventions or seminars? Because it's 300 people in a room, and they all, most of them want to get in the entertainment industry, and some of them hopefully will be successful. And guess what? Love They're going to need Love a hairstylist. It. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, tell us more. So this seminar, uh, the ones that are coming up around the 14th and 15th of November, how do we how do we get involved with that? You can go to eventbrite.com. Repeat Eventbrite. that one more time. Okay. Eventbrite.com, again, uh-huh. that's the entertainment industry. How do I get in? You know what, Carrie? I have to tell you, man, I uh, you reminded me. Out of all the seminars, I mean, all of the interviews I've done on, on the DNA of Achievers, uh, yes. I've never, and out of all the things I've talked about, uh, clothing line, Darion, House of Darion, uh, you know, headliners and, and Hair International, I seldom talk about, and I did that 18 years. Did you know, and, and for folks listening, they probably remember in the 90s, that oversized hairstyling book. Uh, we had three volumes of it. One day, really? Carrie, I had to make the decision if I was going to be in the hair publishing book business 
or be in the music business. And I had to make that decision. It was a, I remember the day I had to decide. And wow. I had an office, and on the door said, Hair International Publication. And on the door said, Music World Entertainment. And wow. I, I had to make that decision. I used to go all over the country uh, to all of those hair shows. And oh, I had, to uh, Prana Brothers and all those big hair shows Prana, and all Prana of that. Brothers, all of them. I had <laughs> manuals. I was educating back then. I had a manual called How to Open Your Own Hair Salon. I had an uh, educational well, manual I feel like called I'm talking to someone to, who I, yeah, that is amazing. I had a manual called How to Build a Client Base, and then I wow. had an appointment book that I created. And so some wow. folks that are listening remember that Hair International publication. So you you should feel at home here at Hair Radio. That's exactly the kinds of wonderful things that we do and bring to the you know to the beauty world. So I love it. I love it, and I can't wait. I want to, any of those copies that you have lying around, you let us know. We're happy to see them. And if you ever decide to, you know, to add on to this wonderful uh, book that you have out now, again, The DNA of Achievers, and you decide to, to do something in the hair and beauty way, you make sure and look us up at Hair Radio. We would love to speak to you I about guarantee that. you, Carrie, I guarantee your listeners, they pick up that book, and they can go right now to Amazon or Apple and get the ebook. The hardback will be in storage in the next thirty days. But I, I guarantee you, I give you money back if wow. after you read that book, the DNA of achievers. And after every chapter, there's a, a a work exercise. I actually, you know, that college professor comes out. Uh, I, I I promise you, buy that book and you'll become better at what you're doing in the hair industry. Uh, again, I did the uh, industry for 18 years, and wow, uh, our first million dollars carry was made in 1984 in Houston, Texas, with Headliners Hair Salon. And that was before you, you know, we got to know you in the record producing world. 1984, Carrie. 1984. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing, and that's headline. Who wow. knew we were going to be talking about this, man? <laughs> we did. Well, you know what? I, uh, this is just amazing, and I, I'm just blown away. I really am. But I have to ask you, there was one of the uh, traits that I saw, and I said, well, hold it. I have got to ask Matthew about this. Um, not that I want to talk about learning from your failure, too, because I, I believe in that, but I want to ask you what's your take on it. But what does talk to do ratio mean? I I couldn't figure that out. What does what does talk to do ratio? And then um, I want to get into more of this. But what's talk to do well, ratio? Gary, uh, you you're in the industry uh, that there's quite a bit of that, just like in the music industry, that people just talk 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 about what they're gonna do, the follow up. They have an idea, they're gonna follow up, or they're gonna meet with you, or they're gonna call you, and they're gonna. And then you never hear from them. Right. You never right. hear a word from them. Right. Uh, and, and those two professions really do a lot of talk to do. And so it's measuring, Carrie, the percentage of what we say we're going to do versus what we end up doing. Ah, uh, the it execution. Is measuring what we say we're going to do versus mm-hmm. the percentage of the time we actually do what we say we're going to do. 
Wow. And you find that successful people, if they say they're going to do something, you know, we, we had an interview at a certain time. You were there waiting. I was there three minutes before the time, not after the time we said. We both were there like we said we were going to do. That's right. That's talk to do ratio, high percentage of doing what we say we're going to do. It's as simple wow. as that. I love it. And, of course, my the one of the biggest lessons and 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 I want to certainly say some for the folks who pick up this book called uh, the DNA of Achievers, but it's the learning from failure. We cannot not talk about that. How uh, Matthew do you say? What do you say to folks who need to learn from their failure, or how do you learn from your failure? That's first. Well, we all we all uh, carry. We're we're going to have failures. We're going to make mistakes. Uh, when we take risk, uh, sometimes we make mistakes. Just in life on life on terms, we basically like to keep life real simple. In this book, I, I try to keep it real simple, and I try to keep it real. I keep it real, and you know, often we don't realize that mistakes are a reason and an opportunity for us to even become better, better at what we do, better as people. Uh, so it's an opportunity, but not a reason to quit. And, and so mm. I I like to say that mistakes and failures are an opportunity to grow, not a reason to quit. And mm. if we haven't walked through some things, we can't grow. I could never tell you how to be the best, I don't know, pilot, airplane pilot. Uh, if maybe you had never... Uh, tried to fly a plane and maybe doing your training, maybe you learn some things the hard way uh, that maybe you don't ever want to do it that way. Maybe you don't want to fly into a storm. Uh, maybe that ride got so bumpy and got so scary that you thought it was going to crash. And so you learn, hey, if there's a storm, I'm not going to fly in it. I had that one experience. It taught me I don't want to do that. And, and so we have to walk through this stuff sometimes. We have to grow from it. But what I find is a lot of people, they're almost there, Carrie, of being successful. They make a mistake, have a failure, and then they quit. They quit right before it's going to happen. Right before. But you've always heard that, too, I'm sure, where they say, oh, you was just about to make it. And then, you know, you have a big, like, it always seems like some catastrophe happens or Something really like I don't know. Some folks say it's a test that if you make it through that, then you'll be successful. Um, it's really it's a challenge sometimes. I have to actually say, being an entrepreneur myself, um, it is it can feel like a challenge sometimes. So you know, this is really nice. I appreciate you creating but a look, book you like know, this. Carrie, it is a challenge, but I uh, I I have such a different approach. When it gets tough, that's when I gear yeah. up. That's when that's I'm when ready. That's when you get real. Like real I, 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 I don't, I don't. I put my foot on the gas when mm-hmm. when there's trouble. I don't mm-hmm. like let up and say oh, and start feeling sorry for myself. Right, and start. You know, poor pity me. That that's not <laughs> what successful people do, man. That's right. They said okay, only person who's gonna help me get through this. Is me and some good people around me that I can trust and believe in, 
and I'm going to get through it. First, you've got to believe it. Wow. This is amazing. You have to believe. I guess it goes back to, you know, um, uh, you know, like you said, the passion and the work ethics, but uh, there is one other element that we uh, probably have to at least address, and that's the vision. You've got to be someone who can, can actually see it, I think. And, and, and that vision is just, again, I like to keep it simple. It's having an idea and thinking the idea all the way through to execution of the idea that it becomes a real product. Uh, and, and so most people have vision, and the mistake that we often make is we go running out, we have this idea, and we go running out before we thought it all the way through, and we ask our, a friend or someone who we think is a friend, and we say, hey, what do you think about this? And they're like, oh, man, that ain't going to ever work. Well, maybe you should think it all the way through, and so when you go to your friend, you don't ask them what they think. You say to your friend, you know what, friend, I need you to, this is my idea. I need you to invest $100 in this idea. Not I'm going to ask you what you think about it because I'm going to explain it all the way through. And I'm not asking your opinion. I'm asking for your help versus your opinion. That's what a true visionary do, does. Wow. I love it. Now, folks, if you've just joined us, you are listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Our very, very special guest today, Mr. Matthew Knowles. Now, you guys know him. He's an award-winning executive producer in the music world, and he's also an author of this new book called The DNA of Achievers, 10 Traits of Highly Successful Professionals. Now, we did not indicate number one yet. We're not going to give number one. I don't want to give that over to air, Matthew. We want folks to go and uh, certainly uh, order this book. Um, as you say, you can get it from Amazon. We just want to promote it and put it out there. Um, it's something that obviously, especially our fan base, our wonderful listeners of the Hair Radio Morning Show, are very much entrepreneurs and uh, would be able to gain something from this. So this is very, very exciting. Hey, I just want to turn back to music for one quick moment. I have uh, uh, one of our, actually, one of the fans of the Hair Radio Morning Show, when they found out you were coming to the show, they wrote in and they sent um, a question. And they said, uh, and I thought it was very interesting because I don't think I would have thought of this, but have you ever, Matthew, thought of putting together a boy band or a male group or a male version of it. What I'm just what would you, what what do you say to something like that? Well, you know, I'm working with a girl group. Uh, you know, I, it just seems as though my 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 magic is with girl groups. Um, you know, I was fortunate to work with Trinity Five Seven and Gospel and. And they similar to Destiny's Child and Pop and R&B and Gospel. Trinity Five Seven is the number one selling female trio of all time in Gospel. And so I have a, piece, a female trio that I'm working with in hip hop: uh, two rappers and a female vocalist. Uh, their name uh, is Blush Music. And I have to put emphasis on Blush because it's spelled B-L-U-S-H-H-H. Uh, All right. And, 
you will hear about these young ladies uh, very, very soon in the next three to five months. Uh, and so that's what I'm working with. Uh, I had worked once um, with a boy band, but that's uh, a different set of dynamics. That, that, it's a whole that, different set. I love the imaging part also that happens uh, on the female side and the approach from marketing is, is, is a lot different. Uh, mm. So I enjoy that. It's the most difficult of all is working with a female group because you have a lot of psychological uh, dynamics uh, that have, have that falls into play as well as the imaging, as well as the music matching. Um, and so that's a challenge, and I love challenges. And mm. So I enjoy that. Well, it sounds like you can tie the success of something like that, and especially your projects, back to something like these but, but, wonderful but trips. But, Carrie, I want to thank you. You know, I want to thank you. I really hadn't talked about the hair industry. And uh, so, you, you, uh, now I'm, I'm happy my publicist, <laughs> Angelo, and you know, uh, those guys set up this interview because I, uh, I, I, I seldom do I talk about. There were some great years, some fun years uh, uh, only in that hair salon. And uh, then one day we called a meeting. Uh, Tina called a meeting, and she, no one knew what she was going to do. 18 years into the business, and one uh, stylist who was an assistant for like two or three years, maybe even more, uh, and he was not, you know, he wasn't gifted with the the, the, the skill okay. of being a hairstylist. He had to develop and work on it, and he came to work early, and he stayed late, and uh-huh. he called us meeting. And he had been with the company 10 years, and she gave him Headliners Hair Salon in Houston. And there wasn't a dry eye in the house, wow. in the room, when she gave this stylist the business because he was dedicated. He was passionate, and he came early. And, he, again, he stayed late, and those are the formulas of greatness, people who come right. early and stay late. And she That's rewarded right. him for that. Uh, Wow. But I have to run. I see they're knocking on the door, and well, i got to get going, man. I just want to say thank you. I was so around with that story. That's a great story. Listen, Matthew, thank you so much for being with us on the Hair Radio Morning Show. I do appreciate it. We have to pick up this book, right. The DNA of Achievers, and we'll stay in touch, and uh, we want you to come back one day and bring us. All right, I would love to do that. Talent. Thank you so much, and uh, right. have a great day. Bye. You too. Folks, keep it right here for more of the Hair Radio Morning Show.
If you miss any part of our live broadcast of the Hair Radio Morning Show, we've got you covered. This show will replay in its entirety at noon today at www.stormradio247.com, the perfect broadcast partner. Hi, I'm Carrie Hines, and I am excited to take you behind the scenes on several of our platforms and projects that's right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. Now, many of you are already fans of our broadcast. We're celebrating 25 years of hair and beauty radio talk. Now, we were the first to do it, starting out on AM and FM radio and in syndication. We're still the first stop each weekday. That's Monday through Friday, 6 in the morning till 9 o'clock Eastern Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Now, there are two different ways to listen. You can easily dial in using your cell phone by calling 516-453-9458. That's our new number, and let me give that to you again. It's for, it's uh, 516-453-9458. So that number works during our live broadcast only. That's not to reach us in the office. That's only to listen to the radio show. Lock it in on your cell phone. And when you wake up, just hit one button, and it'll automatically connect you live with our broadcast. The other way to listen uh, is to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash hair radio. That's online. So that's uh, hair radio spelled H-A-I-R-A-D-I-O, just one R in the middle. So again, it's www.blogtalkradio.com slash hair radio. We have the Best in hair and beauty talk with amazing guests, hot topics each day, and real music. Again, I'm Carrie Hines. Thank you so much. Well, all right, we're back live. You're listening to the all new Hair Radio Morning Show. It is Thursday morning, April 30th of 2020. And um, I'm bringing it to the line. Now, she is my co-star on this broadcast, Miss LaSonia Nicole. Good morning, LaSonia. Good. Yes, sir. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning Good to morning. all of our listeners. Good morning. Yes. Well, you know what, LaSonia, that was the uh, amazing Matthew Knowles uh, that was just on. And Matthew, I love Matthew. He did bring the group Blush, so I had a chance to interview Blush. Uh, he mentioned at the uh, towards the end of his piece, and I, I just love that. It was just such an awesome. He's just always dynamic. He's one of my uh, favorite entrepreneurs of all time, and we're going to be uh, doing a special entrepreneurs of all times uh, countdown coming soon to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Listen, I know natural hair is next, and we will be talking about it in just a couple minutes. But first, I wanted to make sure. But we got the Weather Cities on out this morning. Uh, I was just out and about uh, while we were listening to Matthew. And uh, here in New York, it's, uh, it's, a, little, it's a little gray outside. Um, but in Manhattan, we're looking at the weather at about 51. Right now, going up to 61 with an 18% chance of rain. So it's likely it's going to be a little drizzle here and there. Also, in Norfolk, Virginia... Uh, it's a split between 67 and 71. Right now it's 67, going up to 71. Boston, 45, 53. Irvington, New Jersey, which is where our 8 o'clock guest, Mayor Wayne, former Mayor Wayne Smith, uh, was the mayor for 12 years. So uh, shouting out to folks over in Irvington, New Jersey. 
51 degrees right now, going up to 60% again. With um, They have uh, precipitation also about 9 or 10%. Washington, D.C., out uh, in the D, not far from where you guys are over there, Lasonia. Uh, it's a 64-65 yeah. split, so you're pretty much up to where you're going today. Uh, again, like you mentioned, a, a chance of precip, that's about 8% at least. Uh, precipitation no, no. Uh, chance mm. So it's likely you might see some And uh, Manhattan Again we mentioned that Chicago, Illinois It's a 40-51 split And here in Chicago It's an 87% chance of precipitation So they're going in the wrong direction Detroit 53-53 uh, They're where they're going You've already reached your high for the day With an 8% uh, chance uh, Dallas is a 60-85 They're doing great out in Dallas 60 uh, degrees right now going up to 85. Uh, one of our new weather cities uh, that we're talking about, Huntsville, Alabama. It's uh, 52 degrees down there, uh, going up to 68. Um, out in California, some of my favorite places. Um, I've worked here too in Rancho Cucamonga, uh, California, and that's uh, 63 degrees right now for you early risers, going up to 84. Up north in Oakland, uh, California, uh, it's 55 right now, going up to 70. And uh, coming up in just a bit, in our next hour, we try to squeeze in some of the international cities. Um, let your spirit soar. You know how do we do that? Let your spirit soar. Are you familiar with that? So you, can you tell the folks a little bit what uh, let your spirit soar is all about? So our let our spirit soar is all about a quote a saying that just really gives us inspiration. It's the inspirational quotes and sayings and cliches that some we have heard, some we're familiar with, and quite a few we've never heard of before. And, you know, you you bring those quotes to us and gives us a moment to ponder on it and see how it is that we relate to that and how, you know, we impact that or migrate that into our everyday lives ourselves. So it's a pretty special moment. I look forward to it. I'd love to hear what the sore moment is just so I can instantly have, you know, thoughts and feelings about it. So it's a great segment awesome. that we have. Yeah. And I never share this with you in advance. You I just don't. want our listeners to know. <laughs> Absolutely we never – exactly. We want to get your feeling in the moment. And for you guys out there listening, if you want to chime on in with your thoughts about it, uh, you're welcome to do that just to let everybody know. Uh, if you dial the, the 516-453-9458 number, then you can press one on your cell phone and talk to us. That's our indication that you want to speak to us by pressing one while you're listening to the show. If you – uh, if you go online and listen through, you know, the uh, Internet, then, of course, you just get to watch the slideshow. You don't get to press one and talk to us, of course. You didn't dial in. So, uh, but you're able to share your thoughts with us. We're happy to hear today's Let Your Spirit Source segment. Um, this is the quote, and we have some great quotes, let me tell you. Memories of our lives, of our works, and our deeds will continue in others. That's by the great Rosa Parks. Uh, Memories of our lives, of our works, and our deeds will continue in others. 
Lasonia, what goes through your mind? My dad. Wow. Um, the his, the title of his obituary was Life and Legacy, and he is, he left a dynamic legacy that carries on in me, that carries on in his grandchildren, that carries on in, you know, his siblings, my mom. Uh, we talk about him all the time. We, we you know, we, we took his recipes. We, we shared some of them. We took his cliches. We talk about them. We use them all the time. And when you live a life of purpose, a life of fulfillment, a selfless life, those things carry on, not just in the ones who were here for you to impact directly, but those things will also carry on in your the generations that follow behind you, that although you never was able to literally touch them to leave an impact on them, but because of the ones that you did touch through your life, they will continue to carry your, I mean, I will be telling my grandchildren about my dad and sharing with my grandchildren things that I learned from my dad and behaviors that I received from him and memories and stories and cliches and, you know, um, testimonies and just, you know, living life according, you know, attitude, behavior, and all of that comes from my dad. So all of those memories that he had, all of those things that he did, and, I mean, literally, it's legacy. And that's what that's saying is that your legacy will live on, especially when you live a purposeful life. Legacy. I can't follow that, LaSonia Nicole. <laughs> Legacy. I can't follow that. I think that that is absolutely, you really uh, said it all, and that's the mm. truth. The only thing I will add to that is that it lives through us, and it yes. continues through us. So yeah. I love what you said, a purposeful life, and I'm going to end it on that mo- that note, on that high note. So I thank you, LaSonia Nicole, for that. And uh, it, uh, the legacy shines through every day. It's reaching our listeners all over the world. So thank you for that, and I thank him. I thank him. So listen, uh, if you're just really joining us right now, you're listening to the All New Hair Radio Morning Show. It's our broadcast number, 442. It's Thursday, April 30th of 2020. Now, if you are just tuned in, then you have likely missed our announcement earlier today uh, that we're celebrating, and it is National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. Let's get that out there again really good. National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. And starting tomorrow and the entire month of May, we're celebrating right here, Black Hair Month. We're kicking off a live celebration with our ambassadors at about 7 o'clock in the morning, East Coast time tomorrow. And we're going to talk about all kinds of wonderful things and celebration, literally, of this hair and this culture and its impact worldwide. So you don't want to miss that. And uh, LaSonia Nicole, coming yes. up, i got to remind everybody, we've got Wayne Smith coming up live right here in our Annie Malone Studios, our virtual studios right here at the Hair Radio Morning Show. 
So he'll be with us at about 8 o'clock this morning. He's going to help co-host. This is his first time being on live, so you can ask questions. He's an, a business expert and a whole lot more. So you got to see, this man is just awesome. He was mayor for 12 years in Irvington, New Jersey. He's a political strategist, a business, uh, great business acumen. Uh, so turning to our natural hair acumen and expert, uh, Miss LaSonia Nicole, it is uh, mid-show on Thursday. So let me just remind everybody, we normally do natural hair on Wednesdays mid-show. So we will revert back to Wednesdays for next week. So it's just a special treat for us today to be talking natural hair. LaSonia, I'm going to turn it over to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, you again. Good morning to all of our listeners. And we're going to dwell right into this natural hair segment that we have going on today. So I promised you all that we were going to come to you and we were going to talk about some hair technique. And the technique and what I wanted to focus on today, Carrie, was pressing the hair. Some of us still say press and curl. There's pressing. There's silkening flat ironing, which basically all comes around to be the same thing. And we're talking Mm. about straightening our natural hair. A lot of times what happens is that I'll come across or I've seen clients where when they come in, their hair looks like it's completely relaxed. And when Mm. you, you know, in the consultation that you have with them, you come to find out that they haven't had a relaxer in years or it's been, you know, yeah, pretty much like years since they've had a relaxer. And you you have to sit here and you're like, okay, well, you haven't had a relaxer. What's going on? Why is this hair straight? And so through the consultation, you find out that they've been going to a specific type of blow blowout place or they have, you know, even just had their hair pressed out one time with um, flat irons. And what happens, uh, Carrie, is that they end up with heat damage. And the heat damage that they receive, you know, back in the day, when, you know, back in the day when our grandparents, 80s, you know, early 90s, you know, when we uh-huh. would get our hair pressed, we would use a pressing cone. And with the pressing cone that, you know, went inside our our Marcel uh, stove or that was on the stove, you didn't scorch the hair. You either pressed the hair straight or you burnt it out. You know, the worst thing was for it to sizzle and turn brown. There was no in-between. It was either straight or burnt. Well, today there is an in-between. So because a lot of the times today, uh, for the most part, the silkening today, Carrie, is done with flat uh-huh. irons. And really? Yes, and the heat on the flat irons, you know, is pretty high. And, you know, a lot of people use their flat irons anywhere from 350 to 450 degrees. And when you're using that heat constantly on the hair over and over again, you can scorch your own hair or your client's hair, and the reason why I use the word scorch is because when it's burned, it literally falls off. It turns brown, it falls off, the hair is gone, it's on the floor, you're like, oh, my God. But when you scorch the hair, you scor- you kind of like burn 
the bonds in the cuticle and mm. the hair doesn't convert back to its natural curls. It doesn't so now, sound good. Exactly. And now you have people that's like, oh, do I have to big chop all over again? What do I do? I can't get my curls. And they are absolutely frustrated. It's like having to start all over again. So a lot of times you come across people who feel as though in the natural hair, heat is the enemy. Well, I'm here to tell you today that heat is not our enemy the enemy is the improper use of heat. Uh, wow. I've never heard that in context with natural hair. Amazing. All yeah. Right. So that is our real enemy. It's the improper use of natural hair from awesome. the blow drying all the way down to how we're doing the silkening, the pressing, the straightening of the hair. And there is a foolproof method to make sure and assure that your client's hair will always, always, always convert back. And that's what it is that I want to get into today and talk to you about today, how to make sure your hair always converts back from its straight texture, once you've uh, straightened out your natural hair, to converting right. back to your natural curls at all times. And, you know, like I've, I've, I've told our listeners before, you know, for me, I've always been natural, always, always, always. And I've never and had any. And you've got to explain that, right. <laughs> yeah. you? So, wow. of course, you know, uh, for all of our Instagram listeners who was uh, on, my hair is blonde. So I am uh, natural, however, I do have colored hair. You know, there's that, that, there's that two sides of natural hair. There's yeah, really, the side yes. where you've <laughs> never been, your hair it has never been, your texture has never been chemically altered, which means that you've never put in a texturizer, a relaxer, a perm, any of those type of um, things that alters the natural texture of your hair. And some people will go even deeper and say, oh, well, you have color, your hair is not natural. Well, I don't <laughs> say that. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure the, the the line is pretty much evenly divided that says, oh, if you have color, you're not <laughs> really? natural. Or, oh, if, you know, you're still natural if you have color. So I am exactly. natural color. So I have never had my hair what we call chemically Altered. I've never right, had right. the natural texture chemically altered. Have I had color? Absolutely. I, I have done um, color, and I do do color now. So, Gary, that's I just love that. I love in. that part of the com. I, this is my favorite, uh, you know, uh, topic always. Uh, when I go out to the salons and I speak with the natural hair folks. I love the natural hair uh, community, the stylist community, because when I speak with them, I have two questions. Uh, A, do you believe color is, uh, you know, kind of like a, a chemical or not? You don't consider coloring your hair natural, uh, part of the natural process. And the second one, the second question I have, because uh, there are some uh, natural hair stylists that I've met along the way who uh, also believe that they do not do any extensions on the hair. Uh, you know, no, you know, 
faux locks or extra this or any of that kind of stuff. No adding of the hair. Um, right. So those are the two questions that I have. But uh, I, and I love the responses. I've heard it all. <laughs> I really have heard it all. But um, I love hearing what they say or getting there, looking at their face or hearing, seeing the reaction. Um, and quite often they will, some have, you know, wear, they literally wear the style, but then they say they don't do it. I've also had that. I've yeah. had that. And I kid that you not. Is so I've seen it all. True. I have done, um, I've done a few relaxes here and there, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I don't market it. I don't um, talk about it. I don't advertise it, you know. But, however, I have had a few people, especially when I wasn't in my own salon. I don't do it. I don't even carry relaxer today. But when I wasn't in my own salon and building clientele, even though I was like, you know, the natural hair guru, there were times that I would do a relaxer. So I've definitely been on that side of the table where you offer a service that you really don't do. So I understand that. It's not well, that I told you the strange. Shops. Yeah, exactly. But I told you about the shops that have a, a back room. <laughs> they have all natural on the window. And they mean, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, but I've but seen it with my own eyes. Salon, I've been in so. many shops. and yeah. Yes, and they usher the, per- the client right on into the back room. And, uh, you know, whip it out. Uh, this is the industry. But um, but for the most part, let me just say on the other side of it, I have uh, talked with a lot of amazing hairstylists as well, like yourself, Lasonia Nicole. And if you're just true and honest to yourself and what you're doing, that's what resonates with the clients. And, um, and I'm impressed with what I've seen, uh, by and large, in our community. So I just wanted to say that. Let me just end on that note. Lasonia, over to you. Yeah. So when we um, think about that, what is a way that we can safely bring Uh that hair straight? And when when we're talking about bringing it straight, we don't want the grandma straight, you know, where – the hair is greasy <laughs> and it's uh, limp, and oh, you yeah. know it, it's you know you, you lay your head back, you're, you're leaving a grease spot. Um, it has <laughs> common no bounce, hour coming you know. to America, right? Right, <laughs> you know it has no bounce. You know when you shake your head, the the hair is not flowing and moving. We're not talking about that. There's a particular type of blowout that's a quick blowout that a lot of people go and get done. It's fairly inexpensive. It's quick. You know, mm. it's kind of like in and out. You can have that exact same type of blowout and not have heat damage. You know, mm-hmm. you really can. And I wow. actually, you know, not this past year, but I have traveled all around and even abroad throughout the country internationally teaching other stylists how to come about this wow. technique. And so wow. um, as we come the back, then? it's great. It's, just, it's actually really fascinating, you know, because there is this huge myth that we're going to talk about that, you know, there, there are a lot of um, – I remember I was working with a lady um, mm-hmm. that teaches at one of the big schools here in the um, DNV area, and, and she – you know, when she teaches, and a lot of people also do this, that 
when you use a certain, when you blow dry a certain way, that is not okay. You have to do your blow drying this way. It levels, you know, it, it separates the stylus from the stylus. And we're going to get into that when we come back from this break about exactly what the number one, one of the biggest things that causes this heat damage. And you're going to be very, very surprised how some of one of the biggest components that brings this heat damage in that you cannot come back from. Yes, so I want you all to stay tuned when we come back from this quick commercial break. We are going to talk about what that one thing is that can really separate and completely eliminate your heat damage when you are doing your client's natural hair blowouts. There's this one big thing that we're going to get into right behind this break, Carrie. All right. I'm loving it. Okay. Stay tuned. If you need crochet braids, a detachable sewing weave, or a custom unit, just go see Salon Joyer. At Salon Joyer, the client comes first. Book your consultation today at salonjoyer.com. Give us a call at 770-870-6265. Salon Joyer, where hair care meets passion. Hi, I'm Carrie Hines, and I've been in the hair and beauty industry for 25 years. It's my pleasure and honor to introduce you to Carapy Shampoo and Carapy Conditioner, two unique all-natural hair products from Carrie Hines Hair Care, especially formulated to remedy any type of hair issue. And the biggest benefit of all is that Carapy Shampoo and Carapy Conditioner grows hair. Carrie Hines Hair Care is the very first African-American-based company to infuse hair care products with caffeine. Why caffeine? Well, many of you are aware that stimulating the scalp is truly what causes the hair follicles to awaken. We were most interested in developing a proprietary formula that works on all hair types, whether you have a relaxer or are a naturalista, and not wash away or strip the hair following a color treatment. We're thrilled at the amazing following of Carapy, and we thank you. Please register at Carapy.com and join our Carapy community at HairRadio.com. Again, I'm Carrie Hines. Thank you. Well, good morning. You're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show with Carrie Hines and LaZonia Nicole. We've got great hair and beauty talk each day and a featured natural hair segment on Wednesdays. Live guests in and around the hair and beauty industry and a special roundtable talk each Friday with our Hair Radio Morning Show ambassadors. And now, back to our show. 
All right, we're back live. It is Thursday morning, April 30th, 2020. It's our show number 442. I'm Carrie Hines on the line from the DMV that's out in the Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Northern Virginia area. We call the DMV Miss LaSonia Nicole. Good morning again, LaSonia. Good morning, good morning, Carrie, good morning, you know, I always got to say good morning to all of our listeners, so good morning. Absolutely, I mean, I'm loving this. Um, It's a great day, and just to kind of catch everybody up a little bit, uh, today we are celebrating right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show, and we've kind of been, um, you know, we started off this whole broadcast uh, at the top with celebration by cool and the gang it's kind of a jersey vibe going on we've got whitney houston uh song coming up and we got wayne smith out of jersey uh coming up at eight o'clock this morning we want you to stay live he is a business expert he's a former mayor for goodness sakes he was mayor for 12 years you got to be doing something to be mayor for 12 years in a major city in jersey so we are excited to have him live on our airwaves he can weigh in on politics like nobody's business. <laughs> That's all I got to say, local and national. He also is, um, you know, he comes out of the banking industry, so he can clarify all this stuff about, you know, the monies and where, you know, because we want to ask that money trail about all those funds that were made available for businesses supposedly um, a little while ago. So, um, so we've got a lot of questions for Wayne. And then, of course, the coronavirus. We have to talk about it. It's the elephant in the room. So we'll get him to weigh in on that and his connection, his connection to our broadcast here at Hair Radio. So uh, we'll let you kind of stay tuned and, and get to the skinny on all that. And you get to call in and ask him questions because he'll be on live uh, coming up in a, in a little about 45 minutes or so, about 8 o'clock this morning Eastern time. 7 o'clock Central, so you don't want to miss it. Uh, It's going to be a real, real exciting part of our broadcast. And then tomorrow, we're kicking off National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. So that starts the entire month of May. And uh, we're going to get into some of the other things a little later in the show, but um, I'm real happy about that, and um, I'm very excited. So how do you feel about those announcements, those program updates, Miss LaSonia Nicole? I am absolutely enthused about it, especially about <laughs> our, you know, Black Hair Month. I'm hoping, yes. you know, I want to, I'm hoping that, you know, maybe we can possibly highlight a stylist or on our social media we'll be picking black hairstyles. To highlight I love each that. month. So Wonderful. definitely, you know, if you are not following Carrie Hines on Facebook and Hines Carrie on Instagram and following right. the rest of our social media, then I really, we're going to make sure that you have all of that information today Thank and you, make sure Lizonia. that you get that so that you can follow us. We really want to, you know, heighten up this, um, our Black Hair Month. I mean, really right now, I really want us to do that. So we really plan on taking advantage of our social media during this time. So, hey, if you are a stylist and you want to be highlighted because you 
specialize in black hair and you want to be highlighted, you know, you can advertise with us this uh, this month. You can get in touch with us through our Facebook at Carrie Hines, our Instagram at Hines Carrie, and let us know that you want to advertise, you want to be a part of the black hair movement for this month. We would absolutely love to have you, love to bring you in, love to spotlight you. So, you know, it's an opportunity for you to be a part of that. And if you have any questions about it while you're listening to us right now, you can definitely press 1, and we will meet you in our Annie Malone green room and talk you through the process, get you all signed up. We are excited for the month ahead oh, to come yeah. and for you to partner with us. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm super hyped about it because, you know, we've got to recognize the contributions of this community to this multi-billion dollar, some say trillion dollar industry and the African-American community and really the black community worldwide leads this charge. And so uh, we're very, very happy to uh, kick things off tomorrow. We're having a live opening ceremony for Black Hair Month right here on our airwaves starting mid-show. So 7 o'clock in the morning, we're having a roundtable, an important roundtable with our ambassadors, and we're starting with the celebration of Black Hair Month. And, um, I, and LaSonia, I'm so happy to have natural hair, you know, whether you are a loctician, a braider, a barber even, uh, wherever you fall on the spectrum of natural hair or whatever style of hair care you perform out there, wherever you, we meet you to celebrate Black Hair Month. So this is going to be just fantastic. So speaking of black hair and hair, we have to talk about natural hair today. We, this is our first time getting a real opportunity this week to address it. Uh, your show, the show within a show, I call it, is Natural Hair Talks Off. Usually each Wednesday, you heard it a little while ago in the recorded uh, commercial. It's usually about 7 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday. So, no, you're not, uh, you didn't wake up a uh, groundhog t- uh, type thing. It is Thursday today, April 30th, and we're doing the show live. And uh, it's time. We're doing, we're in the midst of our natural hair presentation with the one and only, and we're going to say, the irrepressible Miss LaSonia Nicola out of the DMV. She puts the M between the D and the V from the state yeah, of Maryland. Yeah, I just love LaSonia that. Nicole. <laughs> well, it's true. It is true. I love that. And might I add, like, my last name starts with an M. So it just is that right? So, so yeah. <laughs> we just we think your last name is Nicole. <laughs> we it think it's Lasonia Nicole because everybody calls you that. <laughs> it is not. Uh, wow. But yes, well, I, just I love tell that. you, wow. So I am Carrie, just so grateful. Yes. Yes. Right before the break, we were talking about uh-huh. what that technique is. That yes. is one of the biggest components that is stopping our hair from going straight. So here it is, guys. Are you all ready? All right. Okay. Do you need a drum roll? Um, (laughs) No. That's okay. (laughs) Okay. Next time we'll work on the drum roll, folks. Right. Exactly. Round brushing. Most stylists, Mm. you know, we're we're taught in our uh, European 
uh, Caucasian salon mm-hmm. to round brush, mm-hmm. round brush, round brush. If right. you, I'm a visual person, and when you're talking to me, I can picture it. So I'm pretty sure that most people out there round brush, round brush, round brush. And when you're round brushing, Carrie, you are taught yes. through the round brushing to keep that heat directly on the hair for seconds mm-hmm. at a time. And you're twirling a brush, and that heat, although you're twirling the brush, that heat is directly on the hair in the same spot for seconds at a time. Wow. Curly textured hair cannot withstand that type of heat at all. That needs to be repeated. And what happens is when you are doing that round brush technique that you are taught the greatest stylist round brush, and if you use a comb attachment, you are not doing a blow dry correctly, ethnic textured curly hair cannot withstand that type of heat for mm. that period of time at that level. That is one of the Why biggest Why is this not com- known com- out there? Yes. Why I is that not know, as Carrie. widely known, LaSonia? I don't know. And that is one of the biggest components as to why that mm-hmm. hair no longer converts back to that natural curl pattern natural because pattern. of That's the right. round brushing and the direct heat. You might think that it's only five seconds or ten seconds, but how long does it take to start a fire? How long does it take <laughs> when you write right about a piece that. of paper? For it to burn, how long will That's you take right. and put some heat? The wrong that back in the day, pressing comb, all that pressing comb had to do was touch that hair, and it instantly burned off and turned brown. That That's heat right. from the round brushing technique, when you are taking your blow dryer nozzle and putting directly to that brush, and you are twirling that brush in the same spot of hair, and you have that blow dryer directly onto, pointing into that section of hair, that heat is entirely too much heat for curly, natural, textured hair. And every time you do it, your client's hair is going to get straighter and straighter and straighter. So you might say, well, Sonia Nicole, well, then what is it that I am to do? Number one, after you have shampooed your client with our wonderful Care Care products, and you have conditioned them with our wonderful Care Care products. Therapy. You are going to. Yes. Yes. You (laughs) section the hair off, and you want to, number one, pre-dry your client for maybe just five to ten minutes. I'm not talking about pre-dry your client so that you can get a whole other client in there. You're pre-drying your client long enough, really, so that you can clean up. You're going to clean back up your shampoo bowl, clean up this, tidy up your station, not pre-dry to the point that you are getting a whole other client. I, I don't believe in sitting the clients up underneath the dryer so that you can, you know, go eat lunch, go run errands. <laughs> you <laughs> do, guys do know how you do that. Oh, yes. And, yeah. 
Yes, indeed. And let me tell you, <laughs> you Carrie. You go get your shopping done and, and then yes. head back to the salon. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you. I've seen it. I've seen yeah, it. That's all. I want you all to know that even in this method, I don't have anyone in the salon longer than an hour to get their okay. hair pressed Excellent. out. Excellent. Okay? Wow. So even though you're pre-drying them, you basically what you're doing, right. because a lot of times also when the hair is very coarse and it's very dense, you know, you're worried about trying to get the scalp dry. So what you're really focused on in this is you're really focused on getting those roots dry, getting the scalp dry, and then we're going to dry the hair. And what I am going to tell you to do, I understand that it is a taboo, but however it will make your client's hair always okay. convert back. And what that Woo-hoo. is, use What's that? your blow dryer comb attachment. It is going to get the hair straight. When you use your blow dryer comb attachment, your client's hair will be straight. You are going wow. to put in your leave-in conditioner. You're going to put in the the styling agent for smoothing of the hair that it is that you prefer or that you use. And you're going to use your blow dryer attachment. It is not taboo. I understand that we have been mentally trained that it's not okay right. to use a blow dryer attachment. It is okay with this natural hair. Okay. It is okay. Wow. Okay, it is okay. It will protect your client's hair from being scorched. Round brushing is, you've had clients, you've seen it. When that heat hits from the round brushing and people are jumping from side to side and, you know, they're they're touching their scalp and the scalp is feeling burnt, it is okay. You do not have to have that heat in direct contact like that with the round brush in the same uh, position. When you're using your comb, your comb attachment, it's just like combing back and forth. That heat is never sitting in the same spot mm, as it is. That is amazing. If you're round brushing. And, you know, wow. if, if you're visual, you can picture this as we're discussing it right now. You can picture how the round brushing is done, and you can picture the motion and the where the blow dryer sits at the same time versus when you're using your comb attachment. And then because you've pre-dried the hair, you're not blow drying as long at all because you're already wow. halfway dry. So now I'm loving it. you're cutting out the amount of time that you're using with that high heat from your blow dryer. You're cutting that time out. Wow. The second thing, after you've blow dried, this is what happens. This is a two-part process once you come from the shampoo bowl. It's the drying. And now, what are we doing with our flat iron? Because for the most part, the... Damage is not coming from the traditional press and curl when you're using the hot comb that goes inside your stove. That's not where it's coming from. It's coming from our flat irons. Let me tell you, Carrie. Wow. The biggest thing with our flat iron, what we see, and again, you can picture this, what happens? The person takes an inch-wide section, 
and they mm-hmm. flat on it. They comb it. They flat on it. Right. They comb it. They flat on it. They comb it. They flat on it. They comb it. They flat on it. They finally got it straight because they've taken this inch-wide section. So they have to keep on going over it over and over again so that it can now be straight. And then once they flat on it, guess what they do? After it's straight, now they go back and they put that bump in it. They put that full curl in it. By the time they are finished with that one piece of hair, they have round brushed it, and then they have gone through that section of hair with that flat on five, six, seven, eight times. Our hair is not meant to withstand those levels of heat. So every time you do that, you're going to lose texture, you're going to lose texture, and you're going to end up thinking that your hair is relaxed, you're going to see the heat damage in your client's hair, but week after week, you're going to continue to shampoo them, condition them, round brush them, blow them out, and put that flat iron on over and over and over again until that hair eventually looks completely straight. We have to stop that. That's where we come back to the professionalism, the integrity, and take a class. If you don't know it, take a class. If you see this, get on the phone. Hey, this is taking place. Get in the chat group. How can I stop this? What am I doing wrong? It's not right. Your natural hair Call hair radio if you need to. Be, yes, <laughs> hair right. radio. Your natural hair client's hair should always convert back to their natural texture. Wow. And if their hair is not converting back to their natural texture after you have done a service on their hair, then you need to see what is it that I am doing. This is wow. what we need to do. After the uh, blow drying, Carrie, I yes. take small sections. Uh-huh. Doesn't matter whether I start in the front, small sections. Here's the key, Carrie. My small sections, I can almost um kind of like see through. It's kind of like a quarter of an inch. And guess mm-hmm. what? When I What's do that? that small section, Carrie, it's called one pass through. Really? One pass through. When you Why? have a thick section of hair, Carrie, when you uh-huh. first do it, put that flat iron on, you're getting the hair on the top straight and you're getting the hair on the bottom straight. In other words, you're getting the two sections of hair that is actually touching the flat iron straight when you do it the first time. So, therefore, you have to do it a second, third, fourth, and fifth time to get all the hair that's in between that one inch inch and a half, two-inch section of hair. So when now, when you take that one-inch section of hair and you divide it into quarters, smaller sections of hair, that hair that's on the top and the bottom is able to get the heat, and the heat does not have to penetrate in between to get other hair, and you can press that hair in one pass-through. Wow. One pastor. That's what it is that we want to do. And if you're using small, smaller sections of hair, you can press that hair, you can silken that hair, you can straighten that hair with one pass through and no heat one damage. One pass through. Wow. And of course, 
Let me not forget. Let me just back up just a little bit. Okay. Don't forget your heat protectant. Okay? Okay, it's explain that. A heat protectant. Yeah. One pass through. You're blow drying with your 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 pre-drying. You're blow drying with your attachment. Throw out the round brush. Your heat protectant, small sections, one pass through. Your client's oh. hair will always convert back. When you bring them back to that shampoo bowl and you put that water on their hair and you lather that hair up with that first shampoo, their hair is going to instantly begin to shrivel and shrink back up at that bowl. But if we keep on putting this excessive heat on the hair, we're going to continue to see hair that is severely heat damaged, that is not going to convert back, that our clients are going to be like, wow, what happened to my curls? My curls are gone. Heat, Carrie, is not the enemy. The enemy Mm. is the improper use of heat. Just like money is not evil. We can do amazing things with money. It's the improper use of money that makes it evil when people say money is the root of all evil. Heat is not the enemy with our natural hair. It is the improper use of the heat that is the enemy with the natural hair, Carrie. Wow. Well, I think you may have a caller. Uh, Oh, looks like it might be our resident, uh, uh, one of our natural hair folks in that army out there. Uh, CJ, yeah. uh, let me see if I can get her on the line. Uh, All right. Just bear with us, folks. Uh, hi, you're on the air. This is Carrie. Is this CJ out there? Yes, it is. CJ, can you hear us? Okay. Yeah, good morning to you. Uh, you're on with LaSonia Nicole, and, and I'm here. How are you today? I'm doing fantastical. And you guys? Oh, awesome. just wonderful. Fantastical. Yeah. I yeah. like that word. You know, I'm always Me too. I'm going to take that. <laughs> I'm going to take that this morning. Uh, So we're live today, and um, I don't know if you heard any part of the Natural Hair Talk this morning. Uh, CJ is one of our lead ambassadors, is the lead ambassador of the, uh, you know, for the Hair Radio Morning Show for our Friday telecast, uh, I should say our radio cast. But what do you say uh, when you hear all this amazing talk this morning on natural hair? I agree with several of the points that was made. Okay. So, well, you got to expound a little bit. Yeah, I that was. I had to clear my You're keeping us on the edge of our seat. I'm like literally. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had to say I was literally on the edge of my seat. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Okay, so CJ. I I totally agree with um, the smaller section. Uh, and I do pre-dry my clients as well. Um, I don't put them under the dryer though. I will use I use microfiber towels. And they do a, a really good job of pulling as much of the excess water out of the hair. Mm. Um, so that's the method that, that I prefer over the dryer. Um, and then the, the, the only difference, the only thing that I, that I do or that I'm, I'm not totally on board with is the use of the round brush. Uh, now, I know the shops that you're talking about that do that. And the problem is, is when they're using that round brush, they will stick the concentrator right on that hair, right onto the hair. 
and then they roll it up in the round brush and they sit the concentrator on there again. Now, I Well, use I think the that we are brush. in agreement cuz I'm saying don't use round brushing. No, but I do. I do <laughs> use a round brush. I use the brown brush. I will use the boar's hair round brush with the silicone spike. And I do not put my concentrator into the hair. I am in, you know, I, I, I completely disagree with that method across the board, no matter whose hair it is, whether it's textured hair, um, naturally straight hair. I, I, don't, I don't care who, the, the, what the ethnic background is or the ethnicity is. I, I totally disagree because, one, that is too much direct heat onto the hair. And, two, uh, it's bad for the blow dryer. We spend a lot of money on our equipment. I know my blow dryers are easy, a hundred dollars or better. And when you direct that concentrator into the hair and into the brush of any kind, it uh, there's blowback on the motor of the blow dryer, which will degrade the life of the appliance itself. Mm-hmm. So it's a bad method in both respects. Um, I always uh, direct the blow dryer away from the client scalp, and I direct it down the hair shaft about an inch above it uh, because my blow dryer it, it, it's really good so there's absolutely no reason to, to have direct contact with the hair now I also use the pick attachment and the cool thing about the pick attachment is you're right it will get that hair just as straight it'll get the hair straight before you ever apply heat from the flat iron um, and it's ventilated so any blowback off of the hair goes out of the little the little slits or the little openings just above the teeth. Um, and but I, what I do agree with is the use of thermal protectors. I use thermal protector for the blow dry, and I'll use a second thermal protector for the flat iron to give them that extra layer of protection. Um, and I also agree with the one pass. And you know that's part of that consultation where right before I start flat ironing, I ask my client. You know, do you want your hair straight or are we doing curls today? So based on what they say, they get a single pass. They get one pass, and I'm going to create and the thing a curl about the, um, or I'm going to create a straight set with that exactly. one pass. And that's the thing about, you know, when we purchase these tools, you know, our, our tools should be expensive. I mean, I mean, just just really, our tools should be expensive. One thing about myself and what I encourage um, stylists to do is let your tools do your work. You know, you don't right. want a cheap blow dryer. You want to but where you have to, you know, where you're giving yourself carpet tunnel. You, you don't want cheap flat on uh. where you have to keep on coming through because you don't have the desired temperatures that you need. You don't want a blow dryer where you know that it is like your hotel um, blow dryer where you can't get the proper temperatures that you need. When you invest in your tools, you allow your tools to do your work. I mean, look, when you go to the doctor's office, even that bed that we are laying on, that is not a $200 bed. (laughs) No, I used to sell medical equipment. It's not. Exactly. (laughs) You know, when you go, they're not using the thermometer that we go inside of our local local (laughs) drugstore to to purchase. You know, they're... So you need to allow 
your tools to do the work for you. And when you purchase tools and you invest in your business, you invest in your craft, you invest in what it is that you love, your profession, they will do the work for you. So for me, just as CJ was saying, you know, I'm going to know which style we're going with. I'm going to know whether we're going with just a bump, whether we're going with a body curl, whether we're going with like a pin curl look, or whether we're going with like a bone straight, uh, blunt look, because that's going, I have probably, I have this one line of, um, if you all know this, I'm not for giving um, plugs to non-advertisers, but I have this one line of flat arms that I absolutely love. And I have, you know, I have a flat arm for just that, that, that bump, you know, just to have it slightly bumped. I have a flat arm that I can instantly put curls in your hair, and I have a flat arm that I can just make the hair literally bone straight because I'm going to let my tools work for me. I'm not sitting there, you know, taking my wrist back and forth with a straight flat arm trying to get that perfect bump that's not too, you know, that's not – Grandma mushroomy, but you you just allow your tools to work for you, and with the proper tools, absolutely straighten and curl at the exact same time, the exact wow. same time, and and that's and a part of the go right. That's a part of the one pass through. Curl it, straighten it, bump it all at the same time in that one pass through. Go right ahead, right. Peter. And then the other thing that wasn't mentioned that I think is a huge problem with the public, with the average user of flat irons and stylists, is that they use too much heat. So when I'm doing someone's hair, the only person, the only time that I will ever put my irons on 450 is when that hair has had absolutely no heat ever. But other than that, I always adjust my heat setting to no more than 400. And then based on my analysis of the client's hair, even if they haven't had a flat iron in their hair or any type of heat for an extensive period of time, based on the texture and the wave pattern and the behavior of the hair, I still may start them out at a lower setting. And I'll have that conversation with them that the goal here is not to cause any damage. The goal is not to cause any damage. Um, Me and you, this is my first time meeting your hair, so I don't know its behavior. I don't know how it acts. So I may, you know, I'm going to start with a lower heat setting, and then if that does not work, then I will bump it up gradually till we find your number. Everybody has a number. My irons have the actual temperature on the iron, and I record it on their file, what temperature I used on their hair. A lot of times you go into the salon, every the, the irons are maxed out. The irons are maxed out to just not have to think about it or not have to worry about it or to make sure that you you hit the mark that first time. But the problem with that is everyone's hair, it does respond differently. 
it responds differently to heat. It responds differently to chemicals. It, it responds, hell, it responds differently to the shampoo sometimes. You know what I mean? So when when taking on new clients, I let them know that, you know, I may need a couple of visits just to get acquainted with your hair, with your hair and your hair's needs, and then we'll move forward from there. And I'll ask them for patience, you know, till we – to 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 we figure out what it is that your hair needs, but the my my goal always, especially if they're natural and their goal is to protect their hair and keep it healthy, is we're going to start with the less aggressive. We're going to start with the the least aggressive method first, and then we'll we'll work our way up to see what your hair's tolerance is. But that heat setting is major to me because um, a lot of people think that they in order to get their hair straight. Depending on their curl pattern, if they're if they're especially if they're four C, they think they just need to max out that iron, or they won't be able to achieve the look that they want. Um, and I'm with you, Lasonya. When I see people on YouTube, when I see stylists in the salon and they are just passing that iron over that hair fifty thousand times, it's like, why are you doing that? Like my stomach actually cringes. It it twists wow. when I see it happen. Wow! Because well, I know what's going to happen. I think that um, another component, and, and that's correct, CJ. You know, we we do see that on YouTube a lot. Um, we we see it in this. We see it in the salon. You know, I, I I see it in the salon. You know, there's a difference of when you you know, and and that's when you pull people aside and you have conversations, and you know, and that's been the pleasure in being able to travel. You know, from you know the the east coast to the west coast, and even internationally. You know, teaching this technique, and it seems like it's so basic. However, it's not because, you know, once something has been embedded into you, that's pretty much what you continue to do because you kind of believe until someone else tells you that, hey, there's another way to this, there's another way. And another important component of this is conversation education with the client. You have to prepare them how to take care of that hair at home. You know, I encourage my clients, do not have a flat iron at home. <laughs> you know, we we do not want you flat ironing your own hair. However, if you have to touch your hair up, you need to make sure that you are educating and this is where we come in with the retail, providing your clients yourself with the materials and the products that they need to maintain any aspect of their hair at home. I have clients, which the vast majority of them will not touch their hair, you know, once they go back home besides to wrap it up or, you know, cover it or comb it. But there are a few who, you know, might work out and they might need to touch up their edges or touch up some part of their hair. It is very important that you educate them because the one thing that you don't want, you don't want them going home and reflat ironing their hair every day and come back to you. So that's another responsibility that we have as the stylist is to make sure that we are consulting 
in educating our clients when we send them out of our chair. That is just as important as the process, just as important as the blow drying, just as important as the one pass-through is educating our clients how to maintain their press when they're at home. And we go through all of that, and I remind them on their way out the door, make sure that they have what it is that they need based on how they need to be able to take care of their hair. You know, I'm not going to have someone to purchase a heat protectant, and I know that they're never going to touch their hair with heat. However, I will make sure that they have, you know, such as a satin uh, pillowcase or a satin wrap or, you know, a way to wrap their hair. I make sure that they know to keep their hair covered, not just in the shower, but until they come out of the bathroom, out of the steam, because standing in steam will make your hair begin to convert back, although technically you haven't put water on it. But what is steam? Nothing but water. molecules. Water. Really? I mean, so, and and those are the type of things because they don't think about that. You know, it's like, oh, come out the shower, I can pull my shower cap off. Well, no, you just pulled that off too fast because now you're standing in all of this steam. So, and, you know, even there are times, you know, when it's very hot outside that I'm going to be like, you know, no, we need a humectant uh, protection for your hair so that your hair, while you're outside, with the heat that your hair doesn't convert back. So there are ways that you can maintain your press throughout the year, even if it is very hot outside, even if you do work out. And it's our responsibility to make sure that we're following our processes through and we are also educating our clients to make sure that they are able to maintain their hair because we work with that hair for an hour a week, an hour every two weeks. They work with that hair for the other 13 days or seven days or whatever the intervals are between when they see you and, you know, come back and forth to see you. So it's important that we are educating them and providing them with the tools, you know? All right. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, that's that's what we wanted to get into with our natural hair segment. And I just think that that is, you know, this pressing and this heat is a big deal in our natural Uh hair community. So it, it was good to be able to discuss and talk about the heat and ways to not damage the hair this morning with that heat damage. Well, I have to say, Miss LaSonia Nicole, out of the DMV, great job on the Natural Hair Talk and our special, uh, we have to say, Miss CJ, our lead ambassador out of Atlanta area and I'm just saying, wow, I loved it. I loved the, the hearing of the natural hair talk, the amazing camaraderie that you guys uh, have, and uh, what you're sharing with uh, the fans of our broadcast. Because um, I have to tell you, uh, there is no one way for every hairstylist and every barber in the world. But I'm Absolutely. so moved uh, when we can hear 
that you guys know what you're talking about and you're able to share that um, that knowledge with everybody. It's just unmistakable. Well, listen, um, if you've just joined us, we've got to let folks know we're live today. It's Thursday morning, April 30th, 2020. Uh, so, CJ, I want to thank you so much, and I'm hoping you're going to stick around and, and uh, tune back in uh, towards the end of our um, live interview this morning, coming up in just a few minutes with Mr. Wayne Smith, former mayor out of New Jersey. And, uh, CJ, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, and I'm going to be and right here. And don't forget. Exactly, and remember Friday you're on live mid-show, okay, with yes, uh, the ambassadors. All right. Well, listen, um, CJ and I are going to move along over to uh, this amazing man in just a moment, uh, Mr. Wayne Smith. I want to say, just as a quick reminder to everybody, if you're just kind of joining us, then you may have missed the announcement. We're celebrating National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. That's today, April 30th, each year, National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. So we are excited to uh, usher that on out and celebrate it. It's already been celebrating every year. So uh, we're part of that uh, whole thing. And then kicking into gear tomorrow starts the whole month of May. It's Black Hair Month. The entire month of May, we're celebra- uh, celebrating Black Hair Month. We're starting with a mid-show kickoff at 7 Eastern Time about uh, the whole industry. So you don't want to miss any of that. The Hair Radio Morning Show broadcasts from 6 in the morning till 9 o'clock in the morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and uh, with all kinds of folks. And uh, it's no exception with the gentleman joining us in a moment. We're going to take a quick music break quick music break with another Jerseyan. Now this lady, uh, she was the, there, there are no words left to, to intro Miss Whitney Houston, okay? So uh, we're just paying tribute to uh, Wayne Smith, who's coming up in just a couple minutes. He's the former New Jersey mayor um, out of Irvington, New Jersey, and uh, not too far from East Orange, and uh, we're all excited. So keep it right here. Uh, we're happy to have you on board with us this morning. And uh, we're going to get on this Whitney Houston with a song that uh, that I have loved uh, called It's Not Right. So you guys remember that. Okay, stay with us. A lot more, lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show to go this morning. Friday night you and your boys went out to eat. You came home around three, you did. If six of y'all went out, uh, then four of you were really cheap, yeah. Cause only two of you had dinner, I found your credit card receipt. It's not right.
All right, we're back live. You're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. It is Thursday morning, April 30th, 2020. I'm Carrie Hines. It's our broadcast number 442. Show number 442. Uh, wow. As we broadcast live from Brooklyn, New York. My amazing co-star, you guys know her. She's with me every day right here, live on the air, out of the DMV. She's over in Maryland. Miss LaSonia Nicole, welcome, 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 and good morning. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning <laughs> to all of our dynamic right. listeners out there. Good morning. Absolutely. Well, listen, we're celebrating, as we mentioned right before the music uh, break, uh, celebration, celebrating National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. And uh, we wanted to make it a very special broadcast, um, and we've got, we've got a lot to get into. It's rare that we do an 8 o'clock in the morning live co-host, uh, but we are today. And this particular gentleman who's joining us, and I've got to say, I'm going to have to stop the background music for a moment. I have to say, uh, he is uh, just someone who's very special to us, as we're going to reveal throughout this interview this morning. He's been with us many times. But I think today, I believe today, is his very first time being live on the air on the Hair Radio Morning Show. So I think this is his first time being live with us. So we're real happy and excited. Now, um, I'm just going to first just bring him on the line, and uh, we're going to kind of take it from there. He is someone who, uh, let me just tell you a little bit about Mr. Wayne Smith, and we have We've got a little bit of a recorded piece, but I'm going to have to jump in. Wayne, welcome to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Carrie, it's a pleasure to always have the opportunity to uh, chat with you, and uh, certainly my first time getting the opportunity to talk with LaSonia and Nicole, so I'm delighted to oh, yes. have the opportunity to talk with Likewise. you. Likewise. Yes. Thank you. Wayne, I've got to just tell everybody a little bit, and then I'm going to play a recorded piece so they can hear your real background here. But uh, you were mayor, now uh, mayor, for 12 years in one yes. of the uh, most well-known spots I know, uh, not far from where I'm located now in New York, but you were mayor down in uh, Irvington, New Jersey. And uh, let's lead on in with that. Let's start. Uh, this was uh, from 2002 to 2014. Can you tell the listeners of the Hair Radio Morning Show a little bit about your background? Well, yeah, so and, I had the opportunity sure. to serve as uh, mayor of uh, Irvington, New Jersey, which is the third largest community in Essex County. It's right next to my birthplace, which is Newark, New Jersey, my, my hometown. And, um, you know, got opportunity to get involved when I bought a home in the community in terms of some local issues and local organizations. And then in, in uh, 1990, we elected our first African-American mayor. I became his uh, chief of staff and had the opportunity to serve with him for four years. And then uh, it, that was in 1990 to 94. In 96, I got elected to the city council, served on the city council six years. Four of those years, I had the distinct pleasure of being president of that body. And then 2002, I sought the office of mayor and got elected, and got elected three times, served uh, the community, uh, three, <laughs> yeah. three terms. And, uh, and during that tenure, I had the opportunity to do some other exciting things as mayor, um, because I got opportunity to lead two mayoral organizations. 
one uh, I was president for about seven years of the New Jersey Conf- of the uh, New Jersey Urban Mayors Association, which are the largest cities in New Jersey, which is Newark, Irvington, East Orange, Asbury Park, Jersey City. And then my last year as mayor, I had the opportunity to serve all my colleagues in the state of New Jersey as president of the New Jersey Conference of Mayors. Wow. I'm just blown away. When we look back at your career and uh, just being a, I mean, to me, you're a political strategist. You're incredibly savvy with business. And um, I want to kind of get, we're going to drill it down a little bit about your tenure uh, throughout your, uh, you know, being mayor in Irvington, New Jersey. But I have got to tell you why we invited you here this morning, Mr. Wayne Smith, mayor, Mm -hmm. as they say, emeritus. Uh, I have to tell you, uh, for the most part, it, we've been dealing a lot with the businesses. And I have mm-hmm. to jump on in, the, uh, especially the, the hair salons and the, uh, the smaller businesses, the hair salons, the barbershops, a lot of the folks in and around the country mm-hmm. uh, have been dealing, as you know, with this pandemic, with the coronavirus. Um, one of the things that uh, was provided was these funds that were made available for businesses as some right. relief. Uh, I've got to let you explain it. You are also a person who day-to-day, you're also in banking. You're in money. You deal with all kind of comp- business stuff. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to set you up with this. You know exactly where the money trail is. <laughs> yeah, so the, pay- the Payroll Protection yes, Act yes. was designed to help businesses survive this uh, disruptive uh, virus that we're all confronted with, the coronavirus. However, the legislation was very short-sighted because it didn't make a lot of provisions for the self-employed. So you have, in the beauty business or the hair care business, you have um, kind of various forms and organizations. So your basic neighborhood salon, most of the individuals um, are really self-employed and they operate under an umbrella. Some are on payroll, so you have a better shot if you're, you have a corporate structure and you pay your, your stylist a paycheck. Um, but I, I will tell you that most of the major corporations, you have places like Harvard, Ruth Steakhouse, Ruth Chris Steakhouse, and those kind of companies who had the lawyers and the accountants. You even had the Lakers. Now, some of these people, like Shake Shack, returned money. The Lakers right. returned their money. They got, like, millions of dollars. And the first round of this uh, money that Congress appropriated was easily spent, spent, just spent up. Um, and so there's a second round out there now, and it's still it's still somewhat short-sighted in terms of uh, taking care of individuals um, who are in the beauty business if they're not a corporate structure. So self-employed people are are struggling to get some of that money. Some of them may have been qualified for the stimulus money if they file their tax returns. So that becomes critically important for operators who who may not be on current in their taxes and all those kinds of things. That's why it's important that all of our businesses make sure that they're on top of their game in terms of those kinds of appropriations. But the other the other the more dangerous part for us as a community I think is what we gotta what we gotta look at in terms of the future, even if we get when we we're gonna get past this at some point. And um but so it's a major disruption though in terms of will many of those businesses survive this economic storm and be able to reopen 
that's where um, our ability to activate our government at every level to help our business survive, mom and pop. So, for instance, in New Jersey, in addition to the federal money, there's uh, there's other pots of money that are helping small businesses in New Jersey. So there's the New Jersey Economic Development Authority that's offering a pot of money that's in addition to the federal money. And also in New Jersey, there's an organization called New Jersey Community Capital, which is also offering some small business assistance. Now, so we have uh, Lasonia Nicole from, from the the, the uh, Maryland, D.C. area. So now that's an opportunity for wherever our, our salon owners are or beauticians and barbers, wherever they are in the country, to talk to your state government to see if they're offering assistance as well. Now, some of them are fronted, confronted with budget issues themselves, but some of them have some right. money to do some things. And uh, so they should be talking to they should be talking to their city government. So, like, with Carrie, where you are, New York City is huge, and they're going right. to have some budget woes as well, but there are going to be some money to assist businesses ramping up. And so the important thing for us as a community of people is that barbershops, hair salons, were really the cash cows of our neighborhood. We, we have never confronted uh, a situation where those businesses, because the beauty businesses have always been defined as recession-proof. No exactly. matter how bad the yes, community right. is doing, we want to look good. We also got to go to work. <laughs> we got to go to our house of worship, so we want to look as best we can. And so those businesses, no matter what the economic climate, were able to provide cash flow for communities. And so this is the first time where we've seen those kinds of businesses really get a major economic hit. And so um, we've got to really figure out as a community how we rebuild those businesses. And I, I would also suggest that those salons, as they begin to reopen, like places like Georgia um, are reopening. Right. But the question is, what do you do to your salon to help pe- make it more inviting in this pandemic we're facing? So do you, do you provide extra cleaning? So you have to promote that. Uh, do, do we have uh, separate stalls that have the six feet? Uh, distancing and and that's going to be a challenge for many because sometimes we try to crowd as many people as we can. Some of those business right. models for our communities are going to have to change uh, for some of our customers who are going to be extra cautious. Even though the government, some governments, at least some state governments like Georgia, are telling people to go back as normal, and we're not going to be normal for a while. If you listen to all the health and science professionals. They're telling us that right. we're a, a, a ways from uh, being being uh, uh, back to normal because we have to develop these tests and, and then there's not enough resources for testing and so forth. So we have to be very careful about and so whether where our state governments may be off track in terms of how they want to get the economy moving again, we, you, you rest assured that we better be careful for our own healthy and safe reasons to look for those businesses that are going to accommodate this new environment. So I would suggest, and, and Carrie, you're a great um, carrier of the word of this new model and trying to figure out how we make the salons more friendly to this new emerging environment. So the other piece is, is that, the, you know, the salons were also a social network. Um, I'll go back to President Obama's time, because as we practice this whole social isolation, beauty salons and barbershops were where we 
maintain that because if you want to spread the word and create that's some right. conversation, <laughs> that's, that's where you right. put that model is going to change somewhat because of this whole social distancing and social isolation that we're probably going to have to practice at least a few more months, if not more. So, you know, and these were great carriers of the word about different things. Now, we have some elections coming up. Some are local elections, like in my hometown, we have elections for the school board, um, and I would encourage people to get out and vote. Um, whatever your preferences are, you got uh, races for the city council. You know, I have my own personal choices, but people should get out and vote. The city of Newark has school board elections, but a lot of places have state elections. And so in Maryland, exactly. they, yeah, Maryland, they just reelected uh, Quasan Fume, former head of the NAACP, yes, last night, in a great. special election. So, you know, and people did come out, and, you know, I think that was by mail, so that's a good thing. A lot of in New Jersey, we're voting by mail. So, um, you know, we got to encourage people to make sure that they participate. We can't get depressed because I think those forces who are against uh, urban communities, minority communities in particular, black and Latino communities, will hope that we get mired in trying uh, our survival mode, that we forget to vote. But we can't do that. We have a presidential election in November. So all these things are going to impact what we're able to do. you got a lot of state offices up and whether or not we survive as a community. And one of the things I would encourage salon owners to do, even though so many of them probably will not qualify for some of this money unless they press their state and city people to help them, that we must let the policymakers know that we're displeased with that. And so don't mm. take it for granted that your call to the congressional office, your letter to a congressional office, your email to a congressional office, a governor's office, a mayor's office, a city council member's office about what they should be doing to restore, to restore economic vitality to neighborhoods is important, then they will, they will fall on deaf ears. And so remember, even though we're in this pandemic, we've got to figure out how we get food in our house, how we pay the bills and all that. All of this is, <laughs> is in sync yeah. with uh, making sure those people who are in control of all levels of government. We even got a challenge, you know, with the Board of Ed. You got so many kids who depend on their school district for food. They get their free yeah. breakfast program, their free lunch. How is our government transitioning to making sure those kids eat? You and know, and yeah, some parents are still working. Now, the, the other disruption that in addition to the beauty business that we have to be careful about is that, um, and they're having this discussion right now about our state and local governments. Now I'm telling people we should be pressing them for resources to help our businesses and to stay alive, uh, but they're also in trouble. So McConnell, the, speak, uh, the uh, head of the Senate, was just saying that the state should go bankrupt just the other day. So he's kind of I heard that. Yes. Yeah, he's rolling back from some of that. Because yes, now so got a lot of blacks for that. About, yeah, yes. so there's a lot of discussion about making sure the states have resources and the cities have resources. So, but exactly. but here's the challenge for us as a community because many of the salon owners know that a lot of our people who are great customers of ours work for state and local government. They're the social workers. They're the teachers. They're the nurses. Some many of them are the front line people who who work in government institutions that are going to have major budget cuts if we don't fund these institutions. So particularly our black and brown middle class, a lot of that is made up of government workers. And LaSonia will tell you where she's from, 
that our our best and brightest, a lot of them work in the D.C., Maryland area, have great government jobs. But if if the government shrinks to a significant level, it's going to have a major impact on our community. So our beauty businesses have challenges. A lot of our economic supporters, our government employees, they got challenges. And then even some of our uh, houses of worship is, is in, for the Muslim community is the month of Ramadan, and they can't worship because of social distancing in the traditional right. way. Our churches can't worship in the traditional way. And those are, those are spiritual houses, but they also have an economic component to them. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if, and, and if we don't, if we're not in a position to give to them, then those institutions become weakened as well. So we, you know, we have a lot. Um, you know, these are major challenges, and we obviously don't want to get depressed in terms of all the stuff that we have to do as a community. But we have to confront all of them, and so all of them are going to require new business models, new ways of thinking, um, and. Uh, um, you know, we're all looking forward to working with each other and and staying healthy and safe at the same time. But we still have to keep these issues uh, ahead of us because we have uh, our young and our old to make sure that they are taken care of, and we've got a lot on our plate. You can say that again. Well, listen. Uh, let me just catch everybody up. Uh, if you've just joined us, you're listening to the All New Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. It is Thursday morning, April 30th, 2020. It's our show number 442. And we're live, live this morning. It's about 822 um, out of New York, well, on the East Coast, I should say. My amazing co-star, Miss LaSonia Nicole, out of the DMV. She puts the M in between the D and the V out of Maryland. And um, we're happy to have you with us, LaSonia. And our very, very special guest, uh, that we've been enjoying. I've been listening to this. Wow. Uh, it's from the state of New Jersey. Now, he was mayor from uh, 2002 to 2014. Uh, we call him Mayor Emeritus. Uh, you guys know. I love that because it's a Latin word that means uh, veteran soldier. And there's <laughs> no other way to uh, say this to the incomparable and irrepressible Mr. Wayne Smith. Wayne, again, welcome to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Again, Carrie, it's always a pleasure to have the opportunity yes. to chat with you and LaSonia Nicole and have the yes. opportunity to talk about some of the critical issues that impact your industry but also impact your industry is a major economic force in our neighborhoods. And uh, we have to make sure that after all this is said and done that that industry survives, and it may take some Innovation. This pandemic has been a major disruptor of practically every industry Hugely in America so. and around the world. But for us, um, as a community of people, you know, when the world is facing a, a cold, we literally get pneumonia. And so we have to make <laughs> for our sure community, that we, that's right. Yeah, so we have to make sure that some of our vital institutions. Uh, stay alive, and, and we've got to figure out this new business model. I, I, I will even tell you that some of this is going to require, and we talked about a lot of the things that we we should press because, we, you know, we all pay taxes. Um, you know, many of us served in foreign wars to protect our American society. But we also have to do, you know, what we can as a uh, an organization. So, like locally, you know, I work with uh, two organizations that do things in the community despite what the government does. 
One is the Irvington Block Association Coalition. The other one was a new emerging organization called Mutual Irvington, which is doing what we call mutual aid. You know, so the reality is government can't do everything. And so citizens who have the means and the ability, because sometimes it ain't always money, it's also having the uh, intellectual capital to exactly. do things in the community. So people need help. They don't always know where to get it. We have emerging immigrant communities that don't always know how to navigate the system. And so we have to educate and also see what resources we can get collectively. There are people stepping up to the plate wanting to give, wanting to donate, and so we have to be in position to do that. And so um, having had the pleasure, uh, Carrie, to work with you in developing the Hair Association, those are some of the things that uh, the association should be looking at as we try to help uh, our hair care industry survive this pandemic, you know. So, you know, what what kind of mutual aid can we do? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm going to just remind everybody, uh, this is really a great, uh, great story uh, because uh, several years ago, probably like five, six years ago, maybe longer, um, I was looking at creating uh, an association. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, it was really just myself starting uh, with this uh, notion or this idea, this agenda uh, to unite the hair industry across all lines, really, and uh, to really try to affect change, you know, to speak as a voice politically and otherwise, uh, socially as well. And uh, I, I said, you know what, how are we going to do this? I said, let me get someone who can help spearhead this operation, give the uh, feedback, civic, you know, speaking civically and otherwise politically, uh, out there, and I looked for the very best I could find. And in walks this man, Mr. Wayne Smith. He was our first hair radio association head, the very first. This is how we got started with it. And I have to say, Wayne, from your beginnings helping us to get off on the right foot, I'm so proud to say we have about 800 people right now who are part of that association. So I uh, just want to say thank you for helping oh. us to, to, and just very, very good support and giving us that foundation. Thank you from on behalf of everybody at Hair Radio. Oh, you're quite welcome. And I think that's a, it's a great start. And so we, you know, as, as you develop that, and I want to, I want to just say that, you know, Carrie, your work has played a major impact on even some of the economic life of New Jersey with the great. Thank uh, you conference you do in Atlanta oh, City, which well, I yes, know has been yes. pushed back to August. Um, That's and right. And so hopefully we'll, you know, we'll be, you know, this social distancing, we'll, whatever we have to do to make sure that that takes place um, in Atlantic City, which is a major exactly. uh, industry event for the beauty exactly. industry currently takes place. And so I, that's going to be big. Exactly. Hopefully by August, some of this will, the dust exactly. will have settled. And so forth. So I've been, you know, been following all the developments. I see, Wayne. Wow, (laughs) you stay on top of everything, (laughs) Wayne Smith. I have to tell you. Well, you know what you have just mentioned is is very is monumental, Uh, and Wayne is aware of this. Even when I was doing the Hair Nation Expo, I called up Mayor Wayne Smith. I'm like, Wayne, can you kind of tell us a little bit what's happening in local politics down in Atlantic City? 
I'm not going to get into that discussion, but you gave me the skinny about what was going on down there in AC. Uh, you really did. Wayne, uh, wow, I was just moved. And um, even when myself, I thought about, you know, getting more involved on a community board and all these other mm-hmm. things here politically mm-hmm. here in my neck of the woods. You know, mm-hmm. Wayne, I so appreciate it. I never forget. Wayne's like, you know, Carrie, they, they may have, I think they got an opening. You need to look into this and all that. So mm-hmm. I am so, I just, I'm so much appreciating all that you have done to keep on top of what we're doing and our efforts here mm-hmm. and all of that. And, yes, Hair Nation Expo, we were scheduled for May. You guys know because of the pandemic, we pushed it back to August. And right now that's where we stand. So we're trying to kind of play it by ear a little bit. The great news is that uh, being uh, three times a year anyway, we were already scheduled. We're on schedule for May, August, and November, no matter what, with or without a pandemic. And then uh, in 2021, which I'm sure this will all be passed by then, of course, uh, in 2021 in May, it's the world's first seven-day, seven-day hair show. It's oh, the wow. first ever really on the fun. continent of North America. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's all happening at the Showboat Hotel. And, of course, the Showboat Hotel in Atlantic City is very happy about that. Uh, we're going to be bringing a whole <laughs> bunch of folks down there uh, for seven days. Oh, they're real happy. They're singing my name. <laughs> I am uh, sure. So we're real excited. Oh, yeah, they really are. So uh, we're very pleased. I love them. They're my family. That's why I can say that. They're my family there at the Showboat Hotel, so please, and support them as they come out of this whole pandemic issue as well. Uh, Book your hotel, stay at the Showboat all year long. They are just doing amazing things. They've renovated. It is beautiful. They're on the boardwalk. Uh, When I'm there, I usually do a whole thing. We have 100,000 square feet, so we have the entire floor, and it is just gorgeous, and uh, it overlooks the water. When I bring the school kids, uh, because they send all the uh, cosmetology kids to us uh, from the high school. And um, I brought them in uh, at the last show. They were they go out onto the patio, like a little patio thing, and it overlooks the water there. And they just, they love it. And we talked to them about becoming entrepreneurs in this industry, kind of the things you were just talking about, Wayne Smith. Uh, what do you say, though? What else do you say? I know you were doing some things with the boys uh, club, I think I read somewhere. Well, what do you say to these young folks? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so that, that, that's the other sector of uh, economic interest that we have to protect. So the International Youth Organization has been, so, was supposed to celebrate its 50th anniversary um, this year. And um, because of the pandemic, we don't know if we'll be able to get that in um, we had scheduled it for October, um, uh, led by Carolyn Wallace, who founded the organization 50 years ago. And so, you know, I was wow. born and raised in the city of Newark, and uh, it was mm-hmm. one of the anchor institutions that saved a lot of young people from the street, and they're still doing that work. And so we hope that uh, the organizations like th- th- that survive this whole pandemic. The government, ma- major funding sources, the government again, and all of these kind of nonprofits, um, the philanthropic community, you know, the four foundations of the world, all the foundations of the world will have to step up and, and fill that gap to the extent that they can because their donor bases are getting affected by the pandemic. So we have to pay attention very closely to those organizations that support our community. 
and whether they're foundations or companies, we have to look very, and we're going to have to be very self-interested in this struggle for recovery because yes. if we don't protect our community self-interest. So the, the, the political dynamic is one piece, looking at those political figures who get elected, appointed to carry out our interests, you know, really challenging them to make sure that we do and paying attention very closely to whatever legislation comes down the pike, how the government is operating and so forth. So we have to pay attention to that. But we also have to pay attention to the companies that we procure goods and services for, who they're hiring, uh, where they're locating their operations. And we have to take our economic interests and make sure that we invest in those or buy from those who support our interests. And those that don't, we have to find the alternative means to do that. So, you know, we have to really, this pandemic is going to really force us to organize ourselves in a way that previously we may have taken for granted and we may have not uh, guarded our dollars and our vote in the way, um, I'll go back to one of my political heroes, uh, former congressman, the late Adam Clayton Powell, who used to say Mm, it's in your hands. It's in your hands. And those Mm. things that we do control in our hands are our money and our vote. And so those uh, those things are have to going to be marshaled now. We have to be very strategic about um, how we spend, where we spend, and protect our interests in that whole process. Wow. Well, hold it, Wayne. I've got to tell you, we're going to give you a chance to get you a little sip of some water there. And uh, grab your coffee and tea and all those wonderful good things. Um, and coming up, we're going to take a little bit of a music break. It's about mm-hmm. five minutes. Just give you a mm-hmm. chance to do what you mm-hmm. need to do and be right back here. <laughs> because right. there's something called Business Bounce Back Boot Camp that oh, we're wow. uh, kicking off here as well. Yeah, Business mm-hmm. Bounce Back Boot Camp. Try saying that real quickly, you know. Um, <laughs> so we want to talk to you camp. about that and some of the things she has. We're going to tease it because you're, you've got some great projects that you're currently working on. So mm-hmm. we want to mm-hmm. talk to you about some of those things that are important to you. You've really, you've, you've really put the light on the hair and beauty industry this morning, and we so appreciate it. And we're going to kind of turn it back to some of the wonderful things that you're doing. So real great okay. stuff. I want you to stay with us. Now, this is in honor of you being on our show today. It's Throwback Thursday. And uh, we want to kind of say this out to the folks. There's a message in this music uh, today, and I'm real, real excited about it. And, again, it really has a lot to do with uh, our our new Spotify, uh, our new Spotify uh, that we have, all these wonderful uh, little uh, what they call like playlists and things like that. And when we heard you were going to be on the show, we thought it would be really appropriate. So this is a short five-minute music break. Stay with us. we got a lot more with Wayne Smith coming up and a lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show to go, plus uh, big news on the other side. Stay with us.
Barbie, and you're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show live with your host, Carrie Hines and LaSonia Nicole, from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, every weekday morning. Carrie, back to you. All right. Thank you, Purple Barbie. It is Thursday morning, April 30th, 2020, and it's our show number 442. Uh, I'm bringing to the line back Miss LaSonia Nicole. Again, good morning, Lasonia. We've just been jamming here during the break. <laughs> good yes. morning to you. Yes. yes. Now good our morning. very right. Absolutely. Now our very special guest that we've been chatting with this morning. You guys know him. He's been on the line with us really all morning. He's the uh, you know the gentleman who's just been doing his thing. I have to say, Mr. Wayne Smith and. Uh, just uh, just doing some really good stuff, and we're going to get him back on the line in just a moment. Uh, LaSonia, I have to say, can you tell folks a little bit um, just on what the wonderful roundtable is all about? And I'll just let you go on and take that away for a quick moment. Share with everybody what Fridays, you know, what we do on Friday each week, if you will. Absolutely, Carrie. My honor. So on Fridays at 7 a.m., as some may know, and of course, you know, we always want you to be a part, is our ambassador hour. And you might say, okay, what is an ambassador hour with a hair show? Well, in our ambassador hour on the Hair Radio Morning Show, what we do is we bring the hot topics 
in our industry and around our industry or, you know, that's not even necessarily in our industry, but we like to discuss the hot topics, what's going around the what's going on around us. So we try to pick a subject and we target in on that subject and it's a group of us that come together and we just give our different points of views about I think last week last week we discussed tipping, we've discussed problem solving, how to deal with that challenging client, how to deal with, you know, challenging stylists. We've discussed, you know, what it is that we're doing within this COVID pandemic that we have going on right now globally. So we bring to the table Friday at 7 a.m. a topic that we have a full panel and we have a discussion about. And what we love about it is that you can dial our 516-453-9458. You can press one, and you also can be a part of that conversation that we have on Friday mornings at 7 a.m. It's every Friday, 7 a.m. It's our ambassador hour. And so many Fridays we are so heavy into the subject that it spills right on over into our 8 o'clock hour, and we don't even recognize that. It's approaching 9 o'clock. So, yes, we look forward to our Friday Ambassador Hour. And it's really the hour. Of course, you can always be a part, but this is really the hour that you can really be a part as one of uh, the Hair Radio Morning Show listeners. So we always invite you to enjoy. uh, Join us in our Ambassador Hour. Exactly. And don't forget, um, so we've been chatting with Wayne Smith this morning. Let's see if we can get him back on the air. Wayne, are you there this morning? Are you there this morning? Yes, we can hear you great. So thanks so much. Wayne Smith, uh, that's okay. Listen, you're doing great. We're going to let, I know LaSonia has been dying to ask you a question all broadcast, (laughs) and I've I've been hogging the time this morning. I'm known as a mic hog also sometimes. Uh, Well, listen, uh, you go right ahead and jump on in, LaSonia, Nicole. Absolutely, of course. So, you know, Mr. Wayne, when when I was listening to you talk about we have, you know, two things on our hands. We have our money. We have our vote. Another thing, I often come into conversations where I'm in the salon and someone is talking to me about some new law that has just passed, whether it's been some type of – You know, one of the things that we often talk about, which recently came up through a phone conversation, was someone was um, preparing to send their child to school in September, and their child is, I think, not quite five yet. And, you know, and I instantly began to talk about legislation and that before these things become bills is legislation. What are some of the ways that you would tell or recommend or have someone to start if they want to be a part of legislation or know what's on their state's legislative uh, upcoming events before Good these question. things become bills where they can, you know, I I often say, you know, you should be a part of those things. You should go to the meetings. You should speak. You know, like right now there is a trail being put behind my house where 
I go to those meetings to speak, to voice my opinion, because I'm not really crazy about a trail being put behind my house where, you know, anyone can walk through and have immediate access. So my question is, how would you recommend that someone, you know, comes to be a part but before they go to the voting booth or before they hear, you know, on uh, the fiscal year that, hey, this is the new law? Yeah, great, great question. So let me let me respond to this in a couple of ways. So um, one of the things you do is you, uh, and we can't hear you that well, Mayor Wayne uh, Smith. We can't hear you that well. Yes. Can you hear me better now? Yes. Yes. Much better. Yes. Thank yes. you. Okay. Great. Yeah. So um, one of the things I would suggest is stay informed. Whatever new sources that you have about things that are going on in your state capital. And then you have the opportunity. A lot of times they do have hearings. And I said letters, false calls do matter, particularly when they wow. come from people who vote. So you have to, yeah. a lot of times we don't have time because of our busy lives to go to the state capitol to testify about certain bills and how it impacts your life. But, but letters, the false calls, and having other people make write letters and phone calls are very, very helpful. They shape legislation. You just look at this current debate in Washington. The money went, the first round of this, this payroll money went so quick, people lobbied for more, even the unemployment <laughs> benefits. They raised the level. You know, each state had uh, their own levels based on their, their, their state economy. But I think the Congress set a minimum of $600 a week, no matter what, what, whatever your state might have had, four or three or whatever that was. So we get a chance to shape legislation by, you know, talking, writing, calling in. You sometimes say, oh, it's going to make a difference. Yes, it does. Now, as one who has served as an elected official, it does make a tremendous difference. And each yeah. phone call or letter really represents the point of view of hundreds of others. Because while you will write in hundreds of others may not, the more people that do, the more powerful they become. Now, on a lot of a lot of decisions, like you mentioned, the trip are made on a local level. So you have to pay attention right. to things like what your city council is doing, or what your mayor is proposing. Uh, you have things like uh, zoning boards and boards of adjustment and planning boards. They make it, and, and Kathy mentioned earlier talking about the community boards they have in New York City. That's right. These boards make major decisions outside the elected process. They have Absolutely. major power in terms of land use, what is allowed, That's right. what is not allowed, and they do accept testimony processes. Now, here's the other piece I want to suggest to our community. So, a lot of times we're reacting to what other people are thinking. And so we have to shape that so that they, their thinking doesn't impact our lives. But we can also initiate legislation through our elected officials, just like other people do. Yeah, so really. let's, let's particular point, the beauty business. There's going to be people making decisions, governors and mayors and city councils, about how you're going to operate after this pandemic. You guys may want to come up with how you want your salons to operate and still be safe and healthy for your customers. It'd be better you propose it because then you know if you can implement it or not as opposed to the state coming up with a system that may cost you more money than you have the ability to pay or not having had the experience of, of, of dealing with uh, customers and a salon environment. So you can get in front of things by proposing, look, 
if you look at some of the major corporations, they're always in front of, in the banking crisis. I'm reading a book by Ben Bernanke, who was the Federal Reserve Chairman, and they were looking at what, how it was going to affect the banks and the financial global community as things were unfolding. They were shaping it. So we can yeah. shape what affects our industry, too. We just have to have the ability to spend some time thinking about it, and that's why the Hair, Associ- Hair Radio Association becomes an important vehicle it's for this particular beauty yeah. business because you can't be getting the shade. Look, there's going to be legislation that's going to affect the beauty business and how we're going to be able to operate. Will there be license changes? Changes? Will there be more health requirements? Uh, will there be more sanitation requirements for each salon? We better get ahead of it so we know what we yes. need to do. And we can then shape the bill. Now, how, how does one get influenced? The more people you have, the 800 people that Carrie mentioned, as a powerful block around the nation. And then, then we, right. you know, you know, we have other things that we could do locally. So, you know, uh, business associations, chamber of commerce has become major. Yeah, storytellers. The beauty business can flex its muscle inside of those organizations. Even our own neighborhood block associations and so forth, tenants yeah. association, all to become important carriers. And you use those as allies because they understand. Look, exactly. You are, you are contributing. Look, if you're a salon operator, every customer probably has children. Can you contribute to my PTA? Can you contribute to my church or street or whatever? And they, and they all come to you because you're there in your salon either every week or every two weeks, and they figure that well, you the little league, the the Girl Scouts, whatever it is, you 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 contribute to it. You buy ads to all these journals that promote your business, but it's also you're a major player in the community. And again, as uh, someone was saying, you're also what we call a center of influence because you yeah. have for people undivided attention at very times of time. You can influence them. Some of your customers would do stuff for you that they wouldn't do for anybody else. So in terms exactly. of shaping legislation and, and telling them who to call, say, hey, listen, call your city councilman because, you know, they get ready to stop parking in front of you. And when you well, come here, you're not I have to just say to you, first of all, I have to say a huge thank you for everything that uh, you have done for us and to be our guest today on the Hair Radio Morning Show. Before we let you go, uh, any last thought or sentiment uh, or shout-outs this morning that uh, you want to share with the audience? Well, so, so you know, listen, uh, one of the things that, um, you know, I work on is some development projects in New Jersey. So if anybody's interested in doing real estate development or being involved in some development projects, feel free to Give me a call at 973-375-5702, or they can text me at 973-204-5639. And I'm also available for uh, any other speaking engagements for, you know, whether it's associations or business associations or community groups, and they can reach me at those numbers as well. Exactly, or through Hair Radio, we'll connect you as well. That's right, absolutely. And, and we have, yes. and, and so me and Carrie have been talking about putting together a show, and so that may be coming yes. too. Very soon. And uh, so I want to just say thank you again. And folks, if you've missed any part of this broadcast, it will replay in its entirety at twelve o'clock in the afternoon or one o'clock Eastern time 
over at www.stormradio247.com. So you can go there anytime, day or night, and listen to the Hair Radio Morning Show. The only thing is that it loads the current show, today's broadcast, is not there until about 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon, East Coast time. So again, that's www.stormradio247.com. It's been an amazing day here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. I want to thank all of our guests. It started this morning, kicking off with uh, Beyonce's dad, uh, at Matthew Knowles, at the very top of this broadcast. So when you play oh, back, you'll wow. hear that celebrity interview. Okay. Wow. So you're, okay. with, you're in good company today, Mayor Emeritus, uh, Mr. Wayne Smith. <laughs> you are. You're in great company today. And then, uh, so we've got a lot of great stuff. We had Natural Hair like- Talk in our middle show. So, uh, Nicole, Lasonia, Nicole, great job on that. And, folks, we'll see you back here tomorrow morning, starting at 6. Don't forget, we're kicking off Black Hair Month all during the month of May, right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. You don't want to miss that. So, uh, thanks so much, guys. We're going to go ahead and get our outro started. Wayne, I will uh, catch up with you after today's show. Okay. Great job. Thanks again. All right, folks. Here we go with our outro. Well, it's that time for us to bring this episode of the Hair Radio Morning Show to a close. I want to thank all of our amazing advertisers, and we encourage you to support their products and services. Also, want to thank our great guest and my co-host, LaSonia Nicole. The Hair Radio Morning Show ambassadors, our music editor, Kelly and to all of our wonderful show fans from all over the world. Remember, the Hair Radio Morning Show does not have to end here. Catch the replay of today's broadcast over at stormradio247.com, starting at noon. And, as always, visit us at www.hairradio.com to continue our Hair Talk discussion. If you're interested in being a guest on our next show, or advertising your products and services, simply give us a call following today's show at 347-587-3213. Again, that's 347-587-3213. And also share your program ideas with us at Twitter. Simply send to at Care Radio or search us on YouTube under Carrie Hines. Now we'll see you back here the next live episode starting 6 in the morning till 9 o'clock Eastern weekdays. That's 5 to 8 Central. Again, I'm Carrie Hines. And until the next time, if you say it, I'll play it.